welcome to Barstool Film School, a podcast about movies, drinking, and movies that are fun to watch while you're drinking in a bar with friends. I'm your host, Dylan Quarles. I'm a writer, publisher, and a one-time film school washout, joined, as always, by my intrepid co-host, Cameron Roberts, restaurateur and bar owner of the Castle and PT. But tonight, we have a very special guest in the studio, the mayor of our humble little hamlet, David Faber. What up, guys? How's everybody doing? <laughs> doing good. I'm good doing well. good, too. So uh, why good don't we well. start the show? Do yeah. well. call you that or is that your father's name or (laughs) (laughs) you just call me david okay david welcome to the program uh thank you for reaching out this is kind of awesome i think for a first season kind of get like (laughs) people out there in the listener world they don't really like realize you know the, gr- the, the gravity in the room has shifted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I heard your first two episodes of this this podcast, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, as soon as I saw you post about about uh, about the show, I I knew I had a great you felt it in your film that I wanted to sit here with <laughs> did, you guys did you and chat have, about. <laughs> yes, you, you. This is your film, by the way. Um, so I'm going to hang it around your neck. Um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention it at the top like we usually do, but uh, this week we uh, watched. I actually got something. For you, did? you, just for this. You got uh, something for me? Yeah, I got some uh, Pop Rocks okay. for you, to, because, we are, <laughs> because we're watching uh, Scorpion King. By Dwayne The Rock, the Rock Johnson. Johnson. And I Scorpion felt like King. this also needed to be, uh, we needed to have a little bit of an ASMR aspect oh, to this. Oh, I like uh, that. <laughs> so if we mix this with this beer we're drinking, <laughs> does, uh, does that mean that our heads will explode, or will we be, uh, as, as uh, to lift a line from the from the film, if he survives, he will have the blood of the scorpion in him forever. <laughs> Ooh, ASMR indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So mm. just put this on. Oh, yeah. You're a good boy. Whenever you eat Pop Rocks, you're trying think your hardest. of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Listen, great. I've had about 400 calories to eat today, so oh, nice. uh, beer and Pop Rocks is really going to do great things for and my whiskey. body. As you know, folks, if you've listened to the show, uh, we always have something while we're on air because what would be the point of a show talking about bar movies if we weren't drinking? So, so far, uh, we have had a splash of Slain whiskey, which Cameron introduced me to many moons ago when he first opened up his bar, and it is now a staple in my household. Yeah, and, you know, usually I make a cocktail, but I was trying to think of, like, a cocktail that... Um, something in common, went, you something know, like, like Scorpion King, or something. Yeah, <laughs> or something. And then I was like, you know what? We're just gonna do whiskey on uh, the rock. We're yeah. just gonna oh, do whiskey, whiskey on the rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Normally, I wouldn't sanction uh, ice with my Irish whiskey, but I'm under your roof, so we yeah, can play doing. by your rules. Well, and you know, I I'm a fan. You gotta try whiskey both uh, neat and on the rocks because a lot of times with whiskey, uh, especially if it's not chill filtered. Uh-huh. 
then like uh, the emulsification happens and the fatty acids come out when you add cold ass water to, or cold ice to it and it changes the flavor. Whoa. Um, <laughs> two things. What was that phrase? Chill blasted? Chill, chill filtered. Chill, chill filtered. I like um, chill blasted more. Can but they be more in line that? with the rock yeah. uh, <laughs> yes. sensibility? Chill blasted. This was chill blasted. Uh, I love this. I learn things while I'm here, and I, this is my show, so I kind of really dig that. Um, we're also drinking, because you can't have whiskey without a little beer, E9 uh, Tacoma Brew. Uh, this was picked up at the Port Townsend Farm Stand by my lovely wife, who is a teacher at the Quilcene School District. Uh, so if you're in the area, hit up the farm stand and enjoy this uh, Tacoma Brew. And later on in the program, um, if people are interested, we might crack into um, an Amaro that comes from the distillery my sister currently works at, which is called Highside, and they are in Bainbridge. Um, Cameron kind of also, in addition to getting me totally into uh, Slain Whiskey, we bonded early on over our love of Fernet Branca uh, as a great mm-hmm. kind of just like way to drink that isn't one of the big three, you know, like tequila, vodka, whiskey. Am I missing one? Gin. Big four. <laughs> yeah. Rum. Rum. <laughs> Brand <laughs> Big five. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So uh, we kind of dribbled it out uh, at you there, um, much like a, like a sting from a scorpion. It's probably worked its way into your mind. We did watch, in fact, The Scorpion King from 2002, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, Mayor Faber, please, David, since this was your selection, can you please tell us the story of when you first uh, fell in love with this movie and why it's stuck in your craw all this time to the point where you're ready to, um, on Facebook, which is a public forum, tell people that you like it? <laughs> uh, I think I saw it when I was visiting my cousin in, in Utah back in, I think, like 2005 or something. I'm so sorry that you had to go to Utah. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty rough scene down there. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting there watching USA Network for some reason. Oh. And the Scorpion King came on. I had nothing better to do. I watched it and uh, it's, it's, it's a wild ride. It is one it hell is of a ride. It is a very wild ride. Mm-hmm. And I've re-watched this film probably, and I do mean film, um, oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're being very liberal with that. But it's okay. We're three liberals, yeah. so we can yeah. we can throw words around like they don't matter. I think I've seen it <laughs> four times since, and mm-hmm. uh, very much enjoyed this rewatch. I yeah. um, I put in my notes on the first watch through. I put in my notes that this was a one and done for me. Um, for the rewatchability factor, because I just kind of didn't like it. I didn't dislike it, but wow. I didn't like it. But then get this. So my son went down for a nap today, and I put it on again while I was, like, cooking my lunch and then cooking his lunch. And I liked it a lot more, <laughs> and it was actually more uh, accurate to what the premise of the show is. I wasn't sitting there taking notes. I was My back was turned for, like, long periods of time. Mm-hmm. The t- sound was way down low, so I was relying on the, the closed captioning, which was not working for whatever reason. Peacock. Figure your shit out, please. Um, so all I was getting the closed captions, the only closed captions I were get, was getting was for action sounds, like screaming, <laughs> neighing, <laughs> grunting, <laughs> which was hilarious. Because <laughs> there were some really good, um, some some really good sounds. Like there was a quizzical grunt when the Rock does the people's <laughs> eyebrow at all the um, at all the harem ladies. <laughs> quizzical grunt. Quizzical grunt. Uh, so I don't even know where to start with this film, other than oh. Uh, at the top, the people who made it uh, and bear most of the responsibility. So this was directed by <laughs> Chuck Russell, um, which is probably not like a household name. But if you're a super dork for a couple of great movies like me, you would know this guy. And and you might know him um, for his most famous movie, 
uh, which I'll, I'll I'll drop that here in a second. But he started with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, which a lot of people would say is maybe like the second best in that series. And I don't know if you're a Nightmare on Elm Street head. You're shaking your never head. Never seen. You've never seen. Well, no, you should. No, none of them, actually. The first one and maybe the third one uh, are good. The second one's kind of interesting because it's like um, a metaphor for homosexuality. Um, but Dream Warriors is more popular. And then after that, it goes off a huge cliff. So <laughs> Chuck Russell made Dream Warriors. Um, then he went on to do The Blob from 1988, which I legitimately love. It's an awesome movie, and it has a lot of people being dissolved in front of you by the blob, which is pink and is kind of cool. And I really can't hype that movie enough. And it's probably an episode and it definitely passes the bar. He then moved on to, this is the one big, big one. This will shock Cameron out of whatever he's doing right now. The mask. Yeah. Chuck I, Russell made the mask. Insane. I know. Yeah. I, saw, I looked that up earlier. Did ChatGPT tell you that? No. Okay. no. <laughs> he didn't give me that fact. I just <laughs> gave me some other weird facts. Well, I'm sure it did. <laughs> so this guy made the fucking mask. Yeah. And then he went on and made Bless the Child. And he made this. Oh, he also made The Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So he's working with these big, hunky beefcake guys. Um, so he carry. Jim Carrey, another, yeah, another famous beefcake. Beef beef famous beefcake. Famous beefcake. Jim Carrey, of course, of Batman and Robin fame and yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Uh, see, our, <laughs> see our upcoming episode. Batman Forever. Uh, sorry, Batman Forever. You're right. He does not grace the Batman and Robin <laughs> screen. Okay, so he directs this movie, Chuck Russell, and then he's he's effectively put in movie jail afterwards, yeah. which is a phrase I'm borrowing from another podcast. But he made this movie, and they were like, no more, thank you. Until kind of recently, he made two secret movies, another phrase I'm borrowing from a podcast. These are movies that you like, they didn't go to theaters, and you would be you would lose 10 out of 10 times bar trivia that this movie actually existed. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember the names because they're secret movies, but one is starring... Um, John Travolta with a, a with few a, of them are Travolta, Travolta. Travolta. There's like movies. three. I just looked up his thing because I was mm -hmm. curious after he said the mask, and it's like three John Travolta movies. Yeah, it's secret movies. Yeah. and a secret Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. from like with last year. John Travolta also. Oh, John Travolta's They're in both that. In oh my, it's Lord. called Paradise City. <laughs> Is it a unofficial Pulp Fiction sequel? I have or? absolutely no idea. Okay, but they're both in it. It's weird. I might it's have to wild. check that one out. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's our director, our, our our director here, Chuck Russell. The writers, I think, are kind of more interesting because Stephen Sommers, who wrote the Mummy, wrote and directed the the Mummy, which this is a, a spinoff of that series. He has writing credits here, um, and he did you know all kinds of great stuff like Van Helsing, great. I'm using air quotes, stuff like Van Helsing. Those air quotes away. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, I but feel like he, I remember liking that movie. I don't know. Van Helsing? I can't remember. I think that, that was with uh, Hugh, right? Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's Hugh Jackman in the height of his powers. Um, maybe that's a stay tuned. It that definitely, could be, yeah. it's definitely a bar it movie. It be a bar movie. It certainly is. It, it starts in black and white. And, yeah. And so even that alone, like you, you'd be sitting in the bar and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait, I thought I was watching a black and white movie and then now it's in color. Yeah. And it's, you know, Stephen Summers loves his stupid James Bond-esque contraptions out of time. Mm -hmm. This movie has them. Mm -hmm. I was texting you, David, about that uh, the other night. Quite a few. Yes, there are <laughs> stupid contraptions out the ass in this movie. Yeah. And it's the same in Van Helsing, too. Um, but uh, Stephen Summers' best underrated gym, in my opinion, is Dead Rising. Do, does anybody remember yeah. that movie from 98? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw that. Oh, the, um, man. It's, um, a, it's a bar movie, too. That's, um, oh gosh, uh, what's his face? Who's the director? Um, it's Stephen Summer. Is, is, he directs it. Oh, he directs it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's Treat Williams and a team of super 
uh, thieves, I guess. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a subgenre of heist movies where it's like you don't really know who these people are and their roles are very ill-defined, but they're super thieves on a stealth boat. Again, air quotes are flying around. But this is the one when they go to hijack a cruise ship, a casino cruise ship in mm-hmm. the South China Sea. But when they get there, everyone's already dead. There's blood and guts everywhere. It's because a giant sea monster has like stuck its tentacles like up the boat's like tailpipe, which then goes into the sewer, like into the toilets and everything. It kills everybody, including a lady on the toilet. It's mm. super violent, super, super violent, really, really bloody. Um, and there's a lot of people being melted in that because it digests them. You love melting people. I know. This is a thing. I didn't realize until I was doing the research for the show. I was like, oh, is melting people like a <laughs> – is that my ASMR? Is there a, is there a sound I can listen to? Um, sort of like a corollary to war. Yeah. It's a <laughs> corollary. I have no idea what you're talking about, Counselor. I've never heard of that phrase before. Uh, then we have one more person of note that we need to talk about here. Um, and – that is the other writer, because this movie had like several writers, like all bad movies do. Um, David Hader is his name, not to be confused with the Bill Hader Hader clan, although Bill Hader did work on this movie, weirdly enough. Really? Yeah, as a production assistant. It was his last movie before he quit and went into trying to be an actor. Really? Yeah, so weird to think oh. that he was like on the set. Maybe he was like The Rock's wig man, because this wig in <laughs> high def does not look good. No. There's um, two bald guys with wigs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Clark, Michael Clark Duncan is oh, yeah. definitely <laughs> bald. <laughs> and they both have long, long hair. Yeah. Michael Clark Duncan in this movie, by the way, is it was a it was actually kind of great to see him on the screen again. I, I really enjoyed him. I love him. Yeah, he's so fun. Especially when he just doesn't give a shit. You can tell he's just you like, tell ah, No one does. Yeah, the no. only person giving a shit is maybe The Rock. Yeah. But real quick, to finish this Bill Hader guy, David Hader, sorry. Uh, he wrote X-Men, X2, huh. and Watchmen. And wow. then also this. So, huh. huh. I feel like there might be a better movie out there that just <laughs> got like rewrote like a few times. This movie apparently was long, mm-hmm. longer than what we got. The studio said no, and they cut it out. Uh, cut it down. You can find that version. Uh, it's like a DVD extra, I guess, if you still watch physical media. Um, but uh, then it was too short after they cut it. So they made them go film additional scenes. So that's kind of why at times in this movie, I think it's like the rock is like fighting guys that are just running at him off from off camera. And it sometimes seems like they just throw a few more guys in there. Mm-hmm. I think it's like those moments are like, well, if we just have him kill like six more guys in this fight scene, that'll stretch it out a little bit. So yeah. I, I don't know that for sure. So don't at me if you are Bill Hader and you worked on the movie. I don't know for sure. So that's kind of the nuts and bolts out of the way. We've got our writer directors. We've got all these folks. Um, obviously the rock is in this movie big time. Um, this and first, this is his first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was, he, he was, was a get, scorpion. Yeah, he was a scorpion. Came in mummy, which was basically nothing but CGI. Mm-hmm. The Rock in yeah. the Mummy was it the Mummy Two? Mummy Two, yeah. Which yeah. It, it's the worst CGI mm-hmm. I think I've ever seen. Famously bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uncan- it's the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's 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 Terrible. not. They don't blend it. Yeah, it's just they just put his. They just did a computer cartoon of his face. And, and, put on, yeah. and put it on this scorpion man. And now we know, though, thanks to this film, how it was that he got the scorpion blood. Because I was, I don't know about you guys, but when I was watching The Mummy Returns, I was always 
I, I wondered these things. That's yeah. a major plot hole. I, you're right, well, and I'm glad somebody made an entire film to to, to button that one up. Three, so three films, maybe at this point. There, there are, are there are many sequels. Two, three, four. There are four or five films. There are five, five Scorpion King Scorpion films. King films. And then the second one, you find out that he was like a Scorpion King warrior. It's a prequel, so he's a oh. Scorpion King warrior, and he's like a, a group of. Before, yeah, before it's just he gets him and scorpion gross. blood, he actually is a scorpion warrior. Okay, a black scorpion. Yeah. Anyways, mm. I um, I grabbed a piece of trivia here that I thought was pretty funny. Um, for no other reason than it was completely undeserved. But this movie, the the IMDb trivia tries to posit that this movie is actually a, a historical epic <laughs> based <laughs> off of a discovery that was made in 1995 by Egyptologists where they wherein they discovered this limestone tablet and it has a carving talking about a scorpion king uniting northern Egypt and this is like before the age of the pharaohs and then maybe they think that this scorpion king might have been the first pharaoh who then went on to like unify the north and the south of Egypt so um you know folks at home if you're currently enrolled in, in uh, a master's program for archaeology, this might be beneficial to you to watch. Yeah. So. It's deeply historical. <laughs> yeah. You can tell throughout there's nothing about this film that, that breaks a historical continuity. No, not even or... in the first five minutes when we have Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> this, yeah. this part, it blew my wig off when I saw that. Like, <laughs> the first scene is... Incredible. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's one of the greatest opening scenes of a film. I might have he's, to agree with you. He's like shooting people with arrows and they're Hold flying on. through walls. There's some real fucked up. <laughs> it's a single shot with three arrows. Yeah. yeah right. No, Two sure. guys do endos they do yeah. through the air and the third guy flies up through the wall like 30 <laughs> feet in the air. It's and he, the he, physics. He blasts through it. Yeah. Well, he you know why? It. We're talking about physics. You know why he's capable of doing this? Because this movie was written by David Hayter, and he wrote those X-Men movies and yeah. the Watchmen movies. The, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this movie he, is an Avenger. He's an although Avenger. Although all of his other arrows... Don't, don't do, do as hard of a hit as that it one. It kind I of know. references it at the very end, jumping mm-hmm. to the end, when, like, for whatever reason, they introduce this idea that the, the bad guy in this movie... King Memnon. Memnon. Mm-hmm. He can, like, do this kind of kung fu arrow blocking. Yeah. Like, he's really good at blocking arrows. So at the end, when he yeah. just stands there and lets yeah. D- <laughs> DJT fucking... You know, <laughs> Dwayne, DJ, DJ, DJT. When he lets Mr. Scorpion King, let's call him DJT. DJT. You know, people. If you've listened to more than one episode of the show, you know I fuck names up on a regular basis. It's kind of my thing. Thanks, mom. It's hereditary. But he shoots Memnon with one of his like supersonic arrows, and Memnon can't block it because it's too fast. And then that's why he goes like catapulting out into the into the universe. But so circling back to the beginning of the movie with the Vikings, I, I was wondering if maybe they weren't Vikings, but they were supposed to be barbarians, kind of a la Conan the Barbarian. Like just they're straight up like Northern European yeah. they white are guys, and white. it's like a snowy environment, yeah. which is weird because we don't talk about it in the movie well, ever again. Though there's 
one other part that sort of involves them, uh, or at least other Europeans oh, in the yeah. very next scene. Oh, yeah, where we have, like, the the, the Council of Kings. Kind yeah, of. The, the Free Tribes, which is basically everyone's fast-traveling from around the yes. globe. Yeah, have, like, I love that. Pacific Islanders and mm-hmm. uh, Africans. Chinese and people are in there. Chinese people kind of... that are suddenly, like, in the Middle East somehow. Totally. Mm-hmm. And they're just having this council about how scary it is that Memnon's out there they're taking spooked, over everything. They're spooked of Memnon, and, and Dwayne shows up with his two bros because he the the beginning of this movie is him rescuing his brother from the vikings who are like we've killed these people and we've killed these people they're drinking out of skulls very cool cameron some skulls might be nice yeah um (laughs) it's a good idea for your bar (laughs) yeah right yeah some viking skulls quick plug castle and pt excellent bar they don't have skulls yet but maybe at the time of the episode's airing they might so check in But Dwayne's brother, uh-huh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, excuse me, his brother is captured, um, and so he he has to like rescue him, and then this dude gets fucking immediately captured again, two scenes later, and gets murdered. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you introduced to be captured. Yeah, and killed. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's no, capture like, bait. He's capture yeah. bait. Uh, so fast. So before we go like way way deep into this movie, which we kind of already have, Cameron, do you want to walk the listeners through our grading? Uh, criteria here because we yeah. do have one, believe it or not. People. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we grade it in like four uh, different categories, and that is basically just gonna be pacing. How fa- like how well does a movie move? Is it slow? Yeah. Does it slog in parts? Mm-hmm. Uh, the WTF factor, which is like, are there multiple times where you kind of look at the screen and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, which, that, yeah, this film is nonstop. A-plus, yeah, no, for much, sure. This one, this one is plus within the first scene, it's an A. plus. Yeah, I even think you know, pacing does a this great movie job. Moves yeah, this movie. Fast. Fast. Yeah, it's movie fast. fast. Yeah, is it pretty? Uh, is it nice to look at? Is there things to look at that are yeah, that are nice? I've got thoughts on. Uh, that. And then rewatchability. Like, can you watch it multiple times? Uh, and do you enjoy it at every rewatch? Right. Yeah. Right. First, I gave this movie a C for rewatchability, and I, my notes were: this is a one and done for me. Very, very edgy. Very, um, you know, kind of just. I was dismissive, uh, and then I watched it again today, and mm-hmm. uh, actually enjoyed it a lot. So yes, rewatchability tick. So anyway, those that's the grading uh, that's the grading criteria, and we will probably stray from it because things are just different today. We've got a guest in studio with us. He's the mayor. Um, we're st- <laughs> I've got stars in my eyes over here. Um, we're talking about the Scorpion King, which I never thought I would do because. Um, I don't like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I don't like him, but wow. this isn't different Dwayne the Rock Johnson than the one I don't like. Like, I don't like where he is now, where he can never play a villain. Like, they say Black Adam, he's the bad, he's a bad guy, but he's not. He's yeah. a hero. I, I, and he's totally sexless nowadays in all of his movies. He fucks in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, when that happened, because with the whole, like... And he gets seduced by harlots, too. When the harem part happens, yeah. or when he first shows up in um, Gomorra, which is the city this movie is in, yeah. you know, hey, biblical scholars out there, take yeah. note. <laughs> um, he sees all the hot um, prosies, and all, this movie is... My, yeah. my, my, my notes has the phrase bodacious babes no, no less than like six times because that is no there's no better way to describe this is 2002 these babes are bodacious this yeah. is like beer commercial babes oh yeah it's all is. all of them are yeah, every, every single every female, female character in is this a beer movie commercial. it's just either furs or strappy love yeah but it's always is. a bikini no yeah, matter what it is it's like over engineered bikinis yeah. of some kind it's really hot there yeah it's it is hot <laughs> in Gamora um which we know from again the Bible 
and literally. Yeah, yeah. I, figuratively <laughs> and literally, yeah. Uh, it's hot in hell, they say. But uh, Before we get to Gamora, though, I do want to go back to that opening scene where there's that, that club means. with the, uh, oh, the yes. spring-loaded yes. Like, <laughs> like this Flintstones is, horns. This is like, what the gadget, hell is that This thing? is gadgetry. Okay, so yeah. I, I paused it today, <laughs> and um, it's not horns, because that's what I wrote you. It's antler... Spring-loaded antler clubs, which <laughs> yeah. the lead Viking whips out to, to battle Dwayne at the very end there uh, of this scene. It's not antlers. They're jaw bones with teeth. Oh. So it's like saber-toothed tiger jaws or some uh, kind of... But, but yeah. they are embedded in a club, and then he pushes a button. This was designed by the Viking Q. Yeah. Like, not Q and on Q, which you're probably more familiar with those people than me, but like the <laughs> James Bond Q. Harmless, yeah. harmless Q. Just the one who makes weapons of death. Yeah. Uh, but like Viking Q built his chief spring-loaded clubs that have jaws with teeth and then the sp- the, the, they're kind of like an axe. Um, sort of. <laughs> we don't actually, unfortunately, we never really get to see those he things never, in action no. because Dwayne like killed kills him immediately <laughs> with a nerd shot. Yeah. Like because this yeah. guy is like standing right over like a bunch a of antler, sh- yeah, an antler chandelier. Yeah. This, they have good taste. Uh, these Vikings, by the mm-hmm. way, this antler chandelier is pretty flat. Yeah, drinking out of skulls. Drinking out of skulls. Antler chandelier. There are bodacious babes all over. Yeah. Viking babes everywhere in this scene. Mm. Um, but he gets killed before he gets to use these awesome um, contraptions. Uh, but yes, also, that does happen. The first line before. that DJT gets to say. <laughs> is, oh my goodness. Boo. Right? That right. Is, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that is his I, first I put line. this down to be like. Uh, <laughs> Let the historical inaccuracies begin. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're all over this movie. And there's, I quickly gave up trying to keep track because you would go, you would literally go insane trying to do that. But yeah, yeah um, he says boo, which I was like, I got stuck on that today um, uh-huh. during my rewatch, being like, so that presupposes that like ancient peoples, like proto Egyptians <laughs> said, knew that ghosts said boo. Yeah. And then that, and then that like even things that weren't ghosts but are still scary might, say boo to kind of like make you think about how a ghost is scared and yeah. i just got like waved down this like warp tunnel of yeah. like well Ancient you know history. his next best line fought quickly following that this is the this is the line right before the um the the title yeah. flashes and it's supposed to be a zinger like it would be a zinger like in a bond movie it, this would where he, he would be like he shot the guy with a spear gun and he'd say stick around or something and then we go bam into james bond he goes to his brother you're lucky we have the same father the Scorpion King. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that has the. I don't think that hits as hard as you think it does, yeah. dude. Well, it felt very WWF. Like I he mean, comes in yeah. in a sm- smoke Vincent machine. Man was a producer on this. Yeah, film. no, for sure. Yeah, because he's he's coming. This is his first feature film. Yes. and he's coming out of WWF. No, his so first like, starring feature yeah, film because yeah, he yeah. was in that. He was in that. Uh, the Mummy. The Mummy Returns, and I read that his salary for this movie was at the time the largest. For a f- first-time leading man, yeah, like in history, yeah. Which I I see the Star Is Born thing happening with him. Like he is undeniably a movie star. It's just he's not for me, um, because he's I don't like the roles he takes. And I think what was interesting about uh, the first Scorpion King, or rather the uh, the the small part he played in in the Mummy, was that he was supposed to be a villain. Mm-hmm. And I like him in Dune. Doom, Doom, not Dune. Oh my God! Could you imagine if he was in Dune? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, 
Wait, it could happen. It's it could happen. You very never know. true. Yeah. He could show, <laughs> shows up with Dude Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so he just folds to as the scorpion. King. As the scorpion, <laughs> he just yeah, comes I up out of the. He comes he up has out a of the long sand wig and he it. fucking <laughs> he folds Timothy Timothy Chalamet like a piece of luggage. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, I mean, man. if he's a bad guy in it, sure, let's try it. Well, out. that's his problem. Is he never plays bad guys? Well, yeah, he's it, always the good guy, and I just can't. Get on board with it. Well, it's interesting because, like, so, like, this came out in 20, 2002, yeah, right? And 22. Then in, and then 2012 is when he started, like, he, in, in 2012, he ended up becoming, like, the m- most, like, if you put him in your movie, you made more money. Yeah. Type situation. Like, yeah. he was... The, he was a movie star. He was he the anchor, actor he that anchor, you put in there. Anchor a Like, they, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, they rebooted and Ugh. put him on there, and that movie made... Dude, millions and weird then connection. Fast and the Furious, they put him in there the year after that, and he just like made they he brought that franchise back. You know, if if there's one thing I do like about him, actually, it's that he beefs with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel doesn't <laughs> like they don't like each other. Yeah. And 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 like this was the oh, and then on the flip side of why again getting back to why I don't like him, him and Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious, which is not the movie we're here to talk about, but oh well. But we're um, <laughs> when they square off in that movie. Um, there was literally like a behind the scenes fight. I'm going to stop saying literally. There was Mm -hmm. a behind the scenes (laughs) fight between their um, people, their agents and their publicists that was taking place wherein neither one of them wanted to allow the other one to land the KO blow during their mm-hmm. fight scene in that Fast and Furious movie because they both felt it would damage their brand. So we ended up with that two, that one-two where they both punch each other at the same time and both go flying backwards and then land and kind of give each other a look like, okay, like these us two alpha males are just going to battle until yeah. all the mountains crumble <laughs> into sand, so we may as well call it a draw because that's like what had to happen. And yeah. now that shit is in both of their writers. Yeah. Like Dwayne Johnson cannot be beaten in a movie he can't so that's what i don't like about him it's like i go into a movie and i know all this drama about him as an actor and i know what i'm gonna get in the movie right like brad pitt movie star plays sometimes he just plays himself i saw that bullet train movie see our what first episode we talked about that movie i I saw it because you said maybe it might pass the bar and i kind of like that movie and brad pitt gets beat up all over the place and he loses fights left and right because he doesn't have it in his fucking contract must win every single fight must be the dopest dude ever (laughs) must be the I like if that if that had said at the very bottom, must, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has must be the dopest dude ever. David, you're a lawyer. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you're a lawyer. Is that, can that, would that stand up in court? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, good to know. So, right. so, so back to the scorpion. Back King. to the scorpion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you guys want some of this tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I will take some for sure. Um, so, yeah, they're, you know, like, they're out of the Vikings. They get what, like, the next scene. We go to the Council of Kings. They go to the Council of Kings. Before that, they do that the voiceover sequence oh. where they show Memnon, uh, like, oh, kind of conquering yeah. they all give, the... They give us the backstory of everything, and yeah. And they introduce the concept of the Law of the Horde, which is basically right. whoever is the most successfully violent gets yes. to be the king. This yeah, is how yeah. you became mayor, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like I remember I saw you threw the other mayor off that building downtown, and we were all there <laughs> for... Law of the Horde. Afterward, we There's cheered. There's a lot of blood here in Port Townsend. Yeah. A lot of blood in this town you guys don't even know. Uh, I Please do don't love... come and kill me. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you're gonna be deposed. <laughs> Watch, it's fucking. Like... I am pretty weedy and not really able to defend <laughs> myself. So, mm. Mm. you know what? You stood up. You stood nice. up quite nicely, and I won't make a big deal out of it. You stood up quite nicely to the tidal wave of hate from the far right. Uh, just Google it. 
So yeah. you're, you're, you're a lot tougher than Appreciate you look. Let's just say you. that. Um, uh, so, yes, we have the Council of Kings, which I do love because you're right. We have, like, druid-looking guys. We've mm. got, like, Pacific Islander kind of people, mm-hmm. people with bones in their nose, like, all these folks. And we have the... Um, the shit heel son of the like main regal mm-hmm. king, who's like his whole deal is to just like talk shit and be um, a little prick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael Clark Duncan totally puts this guy in his place. This is when we're introduced to him because he's what the chief of some um, other tribe. Some other tribe, yeah. He's is he the chief of uh, Isis's tribe? Well, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. So they introduced Queen Isis as like the leader yeah, of the right. portion of this. I think it's like southern Egyptians or something. But she's but under then, like, him, kind Somehow of. she's under him or like she's like battling with him sometimes. But it's, he yeah. is always the face. It's ill-defined. Yeah, very yeah. ill-defined. But he's there because it's... it's, it's, it's yeah, they're, yeah, it's they're at the same Duncan. place later on in the movie. They're, they're chilling like, at that oasis yeah, together. And they're yeah. like kind of yelling at each other what to do. Right. She's trying to tell him what to do. He's trying to tell her what to do. The Rock is there. It's a whole thing. Anyway, we'll the Rock, the Rock and his <laughs> bros literally show up. Well, one of them's his bro. The other guy never gets a name, and I don't even really think you see his face that much. Much. He's also not there when the Rock rescues his brother from the Vikings. But there is a third Acadian, yeah. and that's everybody's like, "Oh my God, it's the Acadians and Acadians. Have you seen the Acadians and So like, like a hush goes across yeah. the crowd when they show up because they are famously. Uh, Good at killing people, I guess, right? I mean, mm-hmm. apparently, they're from the Acadians, were a tribe in the Middle East that, yeah, but for some reason played by Simone guys, yeah, all, like, <laughs> yes. all pretty much Simone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this movie kind of, I, this is a definitely a relic of its time, um, <laughs> yeah, where cast, yeah, I mean, the first, the first. Appearance of of Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the Scorpion King in The Mummy Returns was also like ah he's kind of brown let's put him in this movie yeah right. and that's why they did it so they just continued it here and didn't <laughs> yeah. really worry this, about it too much. This movie makes a lot of uh, questionable casting uh, yes. choices. <laughs> big time, big time, big mm-hmm. time. Um, there are yeah. I mean, I will say this: there the movie is doesn't have a ton of white people in it. It's mostly. Actors mm-hmm. from various other sure. backgrounds, but they're all sort of supposed to be playing vaguely Egyptian characters, which is where you get into like, you gets into the weeds a little bit. Well, it's either that or there is uh, something bizarre has happened in terms of the world of transportation. In oh, this world. <laughs> I've got something for you. Uh, that's like that Graham Hancock guy on Netflix that's getting in trouble and he's always getting in trouble and he goes on Joe Rogan all the time, which we are not affiliated with that podcast. Don't even worry about it. But like, he's the guy that's like, <laughs> oh, uh, the world was a lot more complicated than archaeologists want to admit. And like, there was like other realms and other, and Atlantis is a thing and everything's on the table. So maybe Graham Hancock saw the Scorpion King when he was first drafting his like thesis of the, oh, of the seven, yeah. you know, civilizations that came before the mm-hmm. one we know now. I don't know. You know, food for thought. I'm just Sounds asking rational. questions over here, people. I'm I, just I, asking I, questions. I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway. The anyway, Council of Kings hires. We've barely gotten past the first ten minutes of this movie. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like. Anyways, so unlike unlike this minutes. podcast, this movie actually moves pretty fast. Very like fast. the pacing in this movie is like legitimately incredibly fast. Like because you go, you know, even though it's taken us a long time to get to this point, yeah, they literally go save. Then he goes to the council. 
then he's the captured again. Hires, the council hires him to kill Memnon's yeah. sorcerer. And this is 20 blood rubies. 20 blood rubies, yeah. which, if you're asking me, I mean, with the way this economy is, not enough. <laughs> not enough blood rubies. I don't know how much a blood ruby is worth. No. One blood ruby is approximately 18 eggs from the QFC. Have, so. we, have we looked it up? I don't actually know. <laughs> Are you going to ask Chad, 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 Chad how much yeah, one blood much. ruby is worth in Sorry. today's money? <laughs> I'm sidetracking this conversation. Uh, so they hire him to kill Memnon's sorcerer. And it's very important that I say sorcerer mm-hmm. because for most of the beginning of this movie, at least this part... We are led to believe that Memnon is only able to sweep across, you know, the nations of the earth with his un- unbeatable army because he has this magical sorcerer that tells him, I guess, information he needs to know to win the battles. Um, spoiler alert, this sorcerer is a bodacious babe of the highest yeah. order. And the reveal is <laughs> very Kelly much. Who. Yeah. Former Kelly Miss who. Teen USA. Ah, that makes sense. Oh, really? Was sense. She? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that she makes was sense. a big deal. She was Pretty a big bodacious. deal. Uh, so Dwayne and his buds take these blood rubies from the council of Kings and they roll out to, um, go kill the sorcerer with rock on a camel rock rides a camel and he's getting a little shit for it. Mm -hmm. But he says camels are smarter. And this I feel is a callback to the mummy, the Brendan Fraser one, when Benny and the Americans get the horses and then. Um, Brendan Fraser, Academy Award winner, Brendan Fraser, and Not his the only one in this film. No, you're right. There, there are some. <laughs> there are some winners. Uh, get their They get camels instead, and yet the camels help them get to Hamanatra faster mm. than the horses. They're so, using real animals. They are. This is not a computer camel. This isn't Harrison Ford riding that computer horse in those (laughs) new fucking Indiana Jones previews. And this kind of, you know, to me, like, there's a part of this movie that I I checked as, like, good on the pretty because they, like, used real places with real animals. Yeah, sets. They're sets, yeah. Yeah, they're whole thing. I think the sets look cheap, and that's just my. Yeah, thing. they're cheap. But they're, you know what? I used, yeah. I used to watch... <laughs> they're done in California. These <laughs> sets were purchased from Sam Raimi and co. From oh, Xena really? and Hercules. It now, looks I, exactly I don't like, know that. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Sam Raimi. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. like a tarpet thing. Like, we're getting the... We're, I mean, Lucy... Somewhere in one of these sets, Lucy Liu is doing the... <laughs> as she throws her little, like, circle blade. Because they're filming concurrently. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... I don't know if those shows went that late, but... Regardless, the sets look cheap, but they're real. It's not Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a fucking warehouse in Atlanta no. with dots on his face, and there's no. nothing behind him. He's he's interacting with an environment, so automatic mm-hmm. points for that as well. Side note, Blood Ruby, is, according to ChatGPT, is $30 million a ruby. So, so he was paid, <laughs> so he was paid a lot of money. He was paid, so he <laughs> fucks this up, and he was paid handsomely. Did you guys get to that they also, paid him before he did the job? Yeah. For which, sure. Which I also thought he was, gave a kid thirty million dollars. He gave that little that little kid. Yeah. Oh, the street urchin the who street becomes a <laughs> recurring character yes. in the film. That's but only kind of and barely. And but I wonder an insane number of scenes. It yeah, just, insane he, number of scenes. He struck me, street urchin kid struck me as one of these potential reshoots. 
Like, because he's only ever, like, by himself. Like, after he goes away from the movie, uh, he's kind of only ever by himself. And then they and then The Rock, like, looks. And they're like, oh, we got a shot where Dwayne looks to the left. What if he's looking at the kid? What if the kid's <laughs> here suddenly now? And then he's inside the thing when we're doing the siege on the castle. But he doesn't do anything. He humanizes like, The Rock. Yeah. You don't see him after that whole place explodes, is all I'm saying. So maybe when Minion's <laughs> castle... <laughs> You're right. That place goes up, and that kid is not in the movie anymore. He's not found again. And you know what? He won't be found until the year 1995 when Egyptologists excavate the kingdom of the Scorpion King, and they find this little skeleton just, like, totally (laughs) grafted to the wall. (laughs) So Dwayne and his brother, as I already mentioned, his his two brothers, or one of them is his brother, and the third is just a guy. They're immediately captured when they go to assassinate the Scorpion. Well, the other one is killed. His brother's captured. Okay, so one is killed outright. Right. Yeah. Brothers captured. And during that sequence, by the way, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Matthias in this film, yeah. has like a ten foot vertical jump yeah. to get and over the flip. side, and, a and flip. just like yeah. flies yeah. over the side of this tent trap. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a it's trap, insane. and and Memnon springs the trap because he knows that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is coming because the King of Kings from the Loose Tribes, his little shit heel son that I mentioned, he he sells them out, um, and he's like a nothing character, but he's around. He's just like one of these like. I really liked how he just immediately gets killed. Like when in the final fight at the yeah, end, yeah, he just, just gets killed. He just so like Michael he gets, Duncan he gets, just kills him. Yeah, he just, <laughs> yeah. just, he just falls off his horse and just gets stabbed right <laughs> in the throat. I was waiting for him to do the yeah. old like throw sand in Michael Clark Duncan's eyes yeah. so that we can do like they're fighting. No, Michael Clark Duncan rips this guy off a horse and just stabs, stabs him, him right in the pike, yeah. and that's that immediately. <laughs> so <laughs> before all of that, though, he sells out D- Dwayne yeah. and his bros. And they are captured, and Dwayne is as well, because he hesitates. He gets into the sorcerer's tent. He's ready to murk this sorcerer, but sorcerer turns around. It's a babe, a bodacious <laughs> babe. And she's wearing this insane bikini thing and this like high-collared kind of cloak. Mm-hmm. So she can disguise herself from behind. Yeah, so yeah. you wouldn't know yeah. that it was actually a woman until <laughs> she turned to face the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, this is quality filmmaking, people. Yeah. But um, So he is captured. And this kind of sets up, like, maybe my favorite scene slash callback to the other movies, the, the other Mummy movies. He gets captured and Memnon kills his brother, which is the whole, like, reason that he then hates Memnon and sort of abandons his, like, he doesn't give those blood rubies back and he does not kill the sorcerer. No. So he's kind <laughs> which of a, is an insane point later on in the film. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes no sense. It makes zero fucking sense. Other than that, other than that, she's beautiful. That's yeah. what, that's why she's a babe, and he's the rock, and yeah. this is that movie. Um, so he gets captured, and she kind of saves his life because Memnon does slit his brother's mm-hmm. throat, and um, is about to slit his throat. And she has this whole thing about prophecies and how you can't kill him. He can't die by your hand or anyone you command. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Very clever. You know, this is like highbrow shit right now yeah 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 and so what do they do they bury him up to his head Mm -hmm. in a um wait you're making a symbol like you want to jump in here well just i I wanted to follow up what you're saying okay okay. they bury him up to his head uh, up to his neck next to him is this guy arpid who's this horse thief who's introduced in the previous sure he is uh, the scene played by grant heslov who is like george clooney's writing partner he's won an oscar like guy is pretty well regarded in in like the the screenwriting Mm -hmm. world and you would know him from such such pictures as um true romance Mm -hmm. he plays one of the spies that works with arnold which chuck russell knows did i 
Oh, you're right. True romance. You're right. True lies. True lies. Not true romance. Way different movie. True lies. Uh, But he's in that too. He's kind of all over. And he's a Middle Eastern dude. So he pops up in these movies um, from time to time. But he is kind of like a weirdly integral character. What did he win his Oscar for? Like Syriana? I I think it was for, uh, what was the, the... Argo. I think it was. Oh, yeah, Argo. Yeah, Argo. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, he helped write Argo. Wow. Yeah. I think it was writing or production or something yeah. like that. But um, one of the, the weird details, though, is like Arpit is seemingly being put to death or being tortured in the scene when like when, the rock infiltrates the yes, camp. Yes, exactly. Just but then for some reason, they bury Arpid as well. Right, yeah. Like, why did they bury Arpid? The, the sorceress didn't say, like, Arpid will die kill that by guy your hand. No, yeah. Your <laughs> right. Also, like, the rock mm, just immediately plot knocks plot that guy out. Like, he's like, oh, hey, help me. And he just goes, just, like, punches him <laughs> right in the face. Yeah, the rock is beating on this guy a lot. This is, like, a trope from these movies that we don't see so much anymore where our main character... Um, like this is like bully, yeah. bully generation yeah. filmmaking. He's annoyed where our main by his character yeah. beats up on the side, like physically yeah. assaults his. The mummy friends. is similar to that too. Yes, yeah. it is. And this guy was definitely reminding me of Benny from the Mummy. Yeah, yeah. But that movie does it way better because Benny's a piece of shit, and so he yeah. deserves <laughs> he deserves everything Brandon Fraser gives to him. Yeah, he yeah. deserves it. He, yeah. he double crosses him. He leaves him for dead. Like yeah. this dude is just literally like, all you have to do is say. I said it again. All you have to do is say you're gonna like help share your riches with me, and I'll save your life. Because Arpin knows how to get out of the. They're yeah. buried up to their heads, right? Fire ants are incoming, and this is the. This is what I was saying earlier, like the reference to those mummy movies, like these fire ants. The way when they consume people, it's like the scarabs. Yeah, and I love that about like this this world of ancient Egypt where we just have like bugs that can just like destroy consume you a human being instantly. Um, Side note, Cameron, first time I went to the village in Thailand, I went to the village, I went to this village in Thailand, that's actually how I first met Cameron, a long time ago, I don't think you've been to the village, no, Faber is like the mm-hmm. one person in Port Townsend that didn't go to this village, but never been to Thailand. <laughs> never even been to Thailand, a lot of well, people in our town have been sometimes. to Thailand, <laughs> thanks to Cameron's dad and this cool organization called the Expedition Club, I won't go into it, but... I, when I was in Thailand with Cameron in like 2004, we yeah. were in the jungle. We were going to this cool, natural, like mm-hmm. water slide kind of thing. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. And um, one of the Thais told us about this like phenomenon that can happen. And I think he was bullshitting me. And I'll know if you tell me that he was bullshitting <laughs> me right now because you speak Thai and you know these people are like are if they're capable of yanking a young American's chain, which I think mm-hmm. they were. But they said there was like a, a, a phenomenon could happen during like the monsoon season when all the ants would just get up and like leave an area, like all the millions and millions mm-hmm. and tens of millions. And you would be able to hear the sound of them as they like march yeah. through the jungle. And that if you were like a small child or like a chicken and you were left behind, you would be like consumed a la the mummy. It might not be as like intense as the mummy it, or it whatever, be as but quick as that. But like, it's crazy. There was a time when I was living in Thailand where uh, I got up one night, and it's and it's usually before like a rainstorm, mm-hmm. so the ants like all get out of the ground. They got to go to high ground, right? Yeah, and my wall was moving. This happened to me, in the and village. I was like, "Yeah, I was like, what is that?" And I like touched the wall, and I realized the entire wall was ants. So in yeah. two thousand and fourteen. <laughs> So I went to the village 2004, first year that yeah. I went. That was the year you went. And then 2014, that year when Mia and I went, yeah. and then you picked us up off the side of the road, and we yeah. thought we were going to be lost forever, and you were like, hey. Uh, that <laughs> night, that first night in the village, there was an insane rainstorm, and we were in those little bungalows right above that, uh, yeah. you, you know, the ones right above the, the rice field? Yeah. And that night... Um, 
we were we were awakened by little flashes of light, mm-hmm. and we're like, "What the fuck is that?" And it was coming from by the door where um, the light was mounted on the mm-hmm. wall, and all the wires were bare and exposed. And so, like in my former life, I was a maintenance dude and like facilities mm-hmm. guy. So, like this elect the way that this was all wired together was like bone chilling basically yeah. <laughs> just like exposed wires wrapped around like copper conduits and stuff but anyway i kept seeing these like flashes of light and i'm like what am i seeing and it was ants that were fleeing for high ground because there was a monsoon mm-hmm. and they were running across the wires and they were exploding into like yeah. sparks of light mm-hmm. and then we turned on our flashlights and all our walls were moving like you say yeah. it was black with ants and um I, I spent like two hours the next day shaking out my underpants because they were f- like from my from my um my bag my backpack which I didn't get up off the floor fast enough because they were full everything was full of ants and I didn't want to like put them on um so why not all this to say right why not <laughs> I, I'm not trying to kink shame I'm sorry people uh, all this to say basically um, the scene where Dwayne the Rock Johnson and the horse thief are buried up to their heads and the fire ants come very accurate really stuff. Real very accurate stuff. Sidetracks there. Anybody want any more whiskey? Yes, Anyone please. Want some more whiskey. I, I need a little bit some more whiskey. Please, please. So they escape, thanks to Arped. And now we are off to the races. And that dude digs himself out of that hole super fast. Yeah, he like magics it. out, and yeah. then he magics behind both of the guards <laughs> and just like whomps them on the head yeah, and they fall into the fire so ramps. That's, I love that. That is something that, that also like never gets addressed. Like no, how he did never. Do that? Yeah, he's he's like magical, and they never ever. Uh, one line saying he was an acrobat, and I'm good. But we yeah. don't. We don't have. It. <laughs> like you could be like, I, I was raised in a circus, yeah. and, I, and I'm ready to accept pretty much anything. But yeah. that doesn't happen. So. No. For whatever Herb reason. is famously the rest of the film not very agile. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> or like he like, falls down and scared of everything and like, like hits yeah. his head on things. It's yeah. just yeah, Constantly. yeah. He does. He he is. Okay, the, he can dig himself out of a hole. Yeah, if he's buried up to his neck in the desert yeah. sands, he'll be free in minutes. <laughs> um, I do kind of love that. That's never explored. By the way, he just does it and knocks those guards out, mm-hmm. which is kind of hilarious. Uh, and then he makes Dwayne the Rock Johnson swear to be his best bud forever, and then he digs him out. Well, he does some cool like breathing fire at the ants, which I always love that in a movie when somebody chugs alcohol. Mm-hmm. Because like I kind of can't wait for the scenario to happen where in real life somebody tries to do that with alcohol, and it's not a high enough percentage, so it just they just they go to spit <laughs> the alcohol in their torch and just like puts it out. Yeah, and then, and then they get swarmed by fire and then they get yeah. swarmed with fire ants <laughs> immediately eaten. Because <laughs> uh, I think he's says i think arpid says that the guys the guards that he bests are drinking goat piss he said goat piss but it's like it looks like it's like the the implication is somehow like it's like fermented it's like grain it's grain alcohol when he's breathing the fire yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh so then these two dudes now Dwayne is no longer on a mission to kill the sorcerer sorceress because she actually saved his life kind of Mm -hmm. so he wants to kill memnon but he doesn't give those blood rubies back. You just like solved right. my like core uh, yes. continuity error with this entire film, which is why the hell does he kill the sorceress in the next sequence? He basically. gets a chance. He, he gets, gets many uh, chances, multiple chances. Yeah, but he doesn't do it. He just because she's a babe, and that's why. Yeah. And this is a different rock. I think we're all coming to this from <laughs> the we're we're coming to this from the lens of the rock that we know now, sexless and bald. Um, <laughs> But this is a bewigged and sexed rock. Yeah, because so he's coming off WWF. He was a sexy man in WWF. 
Yeah. He was, a, you know, he The Rock was was a badass. Was he? Know? Yeah. Was he a heel? No, he was a face, I think. Yeah. I don't know what this is. I just said heel because I, I read well, somewhere. Well, heels are like the good guys and the... Or the, the faces are the good guys and the heels are the bad guys. Yeah. Like a shit heel? Maybe. Oh, yeah. interesting. So he was a face. And that's why he had the people's he eyebrow. Was a face. Yeah. His dad was a wrestler too, right? Like oh, he comes no from idea. like wrestling fame. Complete side note, not to get sidetracked again, but uh, all of these Scorpion King movies are riddled with WWF. Players. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like every single iteration has a WWF player. Go in on. Because like in the third one, Batista's in it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. Batista the, the, the no, Scorpion King? No, he's not King? the Scorpion King. He oh, plays man. one of the villains. But then, like, the second one is, like, uh, oh, man, I'm not going to remember that dude's name. But, like, the King is another WWF star. Like, it's just pretty much, it's just. Didn't I see Billy and, Zane uh, in one of them? I think well, you're Well, right. that's three. Three is Ron Perlman, oh, Billy Zane, Toledo, Kimbo, Perlman. Kimbo Slice, <laughs> and Dave Batista. Yeah. Wow. Like, it is actually kind of an intense Cast. This like could a, be a Marvel movie uh, in another reality, it's also, dude. All it's, these actors. Yeah, it's also it's also like filmed in what looks like Southeast Asia, so I'm a little bit confused as to where like it takes place in the timeline. Ah, the famous how, pyramids of Halong Bay, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways. Uh, I think I've watched the first three Scorpion King films. Oh, they just God. get really bad. Are you like a confirmed Scorpion King head? Well, I tried to do a, a series with some friends, and we just really yeah. fell off after number uh, three. Yeah, I was gonna. My next I question like, was, "Do where's your Scorpion King tattoo?" Uh, <laughs> I have a. Well, no. I feel like I want to watch number three just because of the cast. Because of Ron Perlman, yeah. mostly. I think Dave Batista. I bet it would be interesting to see him before he like got famous. It would be interesting to see. Yeah, um, I did watch Knock at the Cabin. Recently, mm-hmm. which I was texting you about, and it was nice to see Batista give it given a chance to act like he kind of yeah. did in Blade Runner uh, twenty forty nine. Yeah, he's great. He's a good actor. That movie sucks, but he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might check out that there Scorpion King uh, three just to see Batista. Yeah, grace the screen again. Um, in this movie, we do go to the city of Gamora. We make a big fucking deal about it. We do talk about Sodom. We don't Arp- go there, unfortunately. Arpit says no greater city other than perhaps Sodom. Right. Yeah. Arpit has syphilis for sure. Um, <laughs> because no question. <laughs> when we set him up. Oh, uh, one other note too. Um, the reveal is is made during the prior scene before they go to Gamora that if the sorceress has sex, she loses her right. power to right. see the future. Right. Because yeah. um, Memnon is is menacing her. Yeah. And yeah. She, sexual. And she does not want to get he's have sexu- sex with Memnon. No. No. He's sexually menacing her as was. The custom of the times. Yeah. I'm talking about 2002, yeah. not uh, ancient Egypt. Or, yeah. You know, also 5,000 years ago. Also 5,000. So basically pre-2002, from the dawn of man up until 2002, it was totally cool to sexually menace people yeah. um, in society. <laughs> Young listeners, um, a lot happened uh, after 2002 when the world <laughs> got fixed. Clearly, look around. Everything's better now. Um so, yes, you're right. I have that in my notes. Memnon can't bang the sorceress, I wrote. Jesus Christ. But he really uh, wants to. He does. He wants to. Even though he has a harem. And later, the harem has the line to the rock that Memnon never visits them anymore. Yeah. Which I was like, is there something there? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving is, on. Is his penis broken? I mean, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We can guess. He, he's more interested in practicing that arrow-blocking kung fu yeah. than he is in visiting his harem. See, now this is the part that I was, when they were having the fight scene. Right with uh, Memnon and and the and Rock, right? Okay, right. 
it is fabled now because we heard this from the very beginning from the like the monologue in the beginning that he's like a great swordsman. Yeah, and I was like, swordsman. yeah, and Where I was, lived. yeah, and I was like, why doesn't the Rock just like tackle him? Like, yeah. like, like, and then yeah. he does at the end where he grabs his swords and like throws them out of his hands and they start like WWF, WWF fighting. It is. And I was like, you should have done this from the very beginning. You're so much bigger than this dude. It's, it's a problem with the movie. The actor that they cast for Memnon, whose name is, um, Steven Brand. I don't recognize him from things. Although He's in I kind, Vikings and I stuff. kind of recognize him yeah. a little bit, but not like really. This guy is not on the rocks level in terms of like. Beef cakery, like he's he's a little guy. <laughs> in terms of beef cakery, <laughs> yes. yes. On the scale of zero to ten in beef cakery, yeah. he is he's close not, to zero. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's he means fit. He's I mean, fit, yeah. I can't throw stones. Thank God this is a fucking audio medium because holy <laughs> shit. But like, this dude ain't the Rock, is what I'm saying. And yet he's beating the shit yeah. out of the Rock at the end of this movie, which kind of doesn't make sense. And kind of he's just really good at swords. He's just really good at swords. Yeah, he throws the rock through like a table, though. That doesn't have anything to do with a sword. (laughs) He just does this. Very little little swords for Memnon. Yeah, though there is he does the the, he does the two sword arrow block. Like pulls the two swords from a single sword at one point later on. Is this? I think this is gadgetry again. Yeah, Yeah. one sword that turns into two. Um, his 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 inventor probably made it for him, which is a character in the movie. We have an inventor. Uh, a white guy invented gunpowder, everybody. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I have that in my notes as well. Also, 5,000 years ago. Yeah. yeah I know. Weird Jesus random Christ. white dude who just is like in the castle. Yeah. Invented gunpowder. So the rock and the horse thief, they get to Gamora. And the horse thief's like, how are we going to get into the city? This place is buttoned up tighter than crab. And I'm like, you're in the middle of the desert. How do the you know cr- about crabs? Crabs buttocks is what he said. How do you know about crabs? I know. <laughs> like, excuse me. Explain yourself. Yeah. But anyway, Rock punches this guy in the face, uses him as like... Um, I've captured the horse thief. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I love that this random palace guard is like, ah, yes, I know this person. And it's yeah. like, holy shit. There's like, like 1,200 people in the world. Yeah. I know. So they all know each other. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it's like way smaller. <laughs> That's a really fucking good point. It's a much thinking, smaller world. I kept thinking that when everybody's like, oh, you would stand against Mimnon's armies? I'm like, oh my God, how big are these armies? And then they show up at the end and it's like 200 guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, the world was a lot smaller. It was a yeah. smaller place. You're right. You're right. Very good point, uh, counselor. Uh, so anyway, the Rock infiltrates the city with his horse, Steve, buddy. He drops him off with uh, a bodacious babe bartender. Who like I, she's somebody, right? She I, has I to be. Pay attention to who the actor was, but they give her a lot of screen. They give her the yeah. way the camera is like. So I wonder if this is a Vince McMahon thing. I wonder if she's a wrestling. Babe. She mm. might. She might have been a wrestling. She gets a lot of screen time for just like pouring drinks, basically, yeah, and smiling. And she's bad at acting. Yeah, but maybe good if you're like fifteen rows back in like the Kingdom, R.I.P. or some other like. Sports stadium, dome. yeah, and people yeah. are getting beat up and and whatever. She might, she be might, good. she might be. I mean, WWF is all over this, so it they makes really, sense. really yeah. are. Yeah, um, if that was the case, yeah. This kind of kicks off our next really big action sequence, where we get The Rock meeting that annoying kid we've talked about. He's um, mugged by a group of children. He does get mugged by a group of children, which I think, <laughs> based off our grading criteria, that could be a WTF. Um, yeah. Because he doesn't just, like, snap their necks. Like, he does have a moral compass, even well, though he has, he's a murderer for hire. 
He has 20 blood rubies, which are worth how much? Yeah, but just like 30 million a piece, according to and, Jack. And they're just like hanging in a pouch yeah. at his waist, like of this long, long, whatever you'd call it. Uh, uh-huh. the, the satchel of some kind, yeah. Although they probably weren't worth 30 million back then. They only, uh, they, adjusting they, for inflation. Adjusting for inflation, yes. because what uh, Chat said is that in 2015, one, one of the. Pigeon blood rubies sold for thirty million dollars. Okay, so. valuable though. That's all. Very valuable. Just, these are valuable in other words, blood they're, they're valuable. And these things are just like swinging around on his yeah. belt. And he gets <laughs> robbed by this kid because he asked the kid to show him how to get into Memnon's palace. And the kid's like, "It'd be easier to show you how to get into the dungeon," you know, um, which is like a fine line for the guy who wrote X Men Two and Watchmen. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm a big X2 head, and I even like that Watchmen movie. Don't send me your hate mail. Just keep it. Um, send it to Mayor Faber. He's yep, used to it. It's <laughs> part of my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, the kid does help him infiltrate the palace, kind of inadvertently. There's one one moment I just want to point out, which is when when the rock is chasing the street urchin kid, yeah. he, the little kid jumps through this tiny little hole to yeah. escape. And oh. then the rock goes through the same hole. Yeah. And it's know. way bigger suddenly. I know. I, know. I noticed they the same thing. That. I was like, it, it's weird the way they try to do it. I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to knock the door down. Cause there's a door right next to the right. hole. And I was like, yes. oh, he'll just kick the door down. And then no. he went through the hole and I was like, huh, <laughs> I was waiting. For I guess like, that hole was bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> I was waiting for like the Winnie the Pooh moment where he's kind of like stuck in the end the horse thief has to come in to give him like a swift kick to the ass to like pop out the other side. That doesn't happen, but the rock does gain entry to Memnon's palace. This is when he, um, he meets the inventor and then Philo, Philo played by Bernard Hill. Yes. Who's a white guy in Oscar winning films like Gandhi. Yeah. No, I mean, he's a, he's supposed to be his finest role. I think this is probably his finest role. I think he was probably like remodeling his kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and and they were like, what if we put another zero on the end of it? And he was like, well, I guess I could play somebody who invented gunpowder in proto-Egypt. And so he's in this movie. He's also in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he's the, king, he's the, mm-hmm. he's the king that's not, yeah. Yeah, not awful, but not great either. Yeah. Um, he's not the tomato king, which is the guy from Fringe, which weird, uh, you all know what I mean when I say the tomato king. You guys know exactly what I mean. Dude, he is the guy from Fringe. As a person who has like never watched any of those Devin Meteors, like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. The tomato king is the guy Fellow Fringe fringe heads out there, you know what I'm talking about. Walter, he's the tomato king. Anyway, um... Yeah. So The Rock has an opportunity <laughs> to assassinate. I will ha- sanction no more of your buffoonery, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock has a he has an opportunity to assassinate Memnon. He doesn't take it because suddenly that annoying kid is going to get his hand cut <laughs> off, a la Aladdin, for stealing rubies. Mm-hmm. And he has to save the kid, and this like kicks off our big action sequence where he's being chased all over Memnon's palace by guards because they know he's there now. <laughs> yeah, which has one of my can't... favorite. Yeah, there yeah. Are two favorite film uh, sequences where he just catapults himself mm, through, through a fucking window. He, use, he uses, the... yeah, he uses the inventor's the inventor invented catapults. 
But he and five thousand years ago, and, yeah. all, and I love that the, and, the and joke is always gunpowder. Yeah. Yes, and gunpowder. The joke is always he's inventing things for the greater good, but it's Memnon that's turning them into weapons of war. Yeah. He, his catapult is supposed to be um, mode of transportation. It's supposed to be like mass transportation. So, Mayor yeah. Faber, we can't have a subway in this town um, because you know various reasons, like the 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 land won't. <laughs> so, can we get a series of catapults to launch people from location to location? This is brilliant. Yeah, because that totally. Makes sense as a mode of transportation. Yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Works department. Yeah. To talk about <laughs> it. Uh, yes, you can do catapults, but you have to pave the road to and through the catapults. So it's also he just like launches himself through this window. Not even like. No, not no even aim. No, no. no aim. He doesn't know not where even he's going to land. No. He, this motherfucker could have shot himself into the next continent for all we know. No, yeah, and he lands on a bed though. He lands on like a cushion. He lands. <laughs> In the harem, yeah, he lands on a, on a bed. bed full of, and this Just is one of the most bodacious. Yeah, bodacious yeah. babes surrounding him galore, and 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 they steal all his weapons though. They do steal so his they, weapons. They tricked him. This is where we get the people's eyebrow, and we get inquisitive grunt. Uh, yeah. According to my closed captioning, uh, when the ladies say that Memnon never comes and mm-hmm. services them. That sounds weird. Yeah. He never visits them. I don't think they said come they, and services us. They're like, but I mean, sure. They're like, honestly, things are better well, now. No you one services us. Yeah. They're like, short of killing this guy, could you just leave him alone? Because so far things are great. We live in this room and he never comes in here. Um, I do love this part, though, because we get an Indiana 2, Indiana Jones 2, Temple yeah. of Doom ripoff in this scene. Yeah. When he uses the giant... So they take all his weapons and they ring the gong, this enormous gong, which gongs in ancient Egypt? Question yeah. mark? I don't know. Yeah. Historians, if you're listening, uh, send I don't know Faber if, a I don't, letter. At this point in time, the historians have already given up. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. If Every, <laughs> the gong is where I draw the line. <laughs> the gong is... Like everything else in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But that fucking gong. That's there's no it. gongs. <laughs> Catapult. Yeah, whatever. All right, I, I can sanction this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he he hides behind the gong and he runs as it's rolling and, yeah. and the guards are shooting arrows at him. He's lost all his weapons and that's the Indiana Jones two. Uh, like rip right there because mm-hmm. in the in the in the opening of that movie famously he hides behind a gong while the Chinese mafia is shooting at him with machine guns yeah and that's an awesome scene and this is like I mean you know yeah it it's happened. a scene it's a scene that yeah, happened and in this film. <laughs> I like this is also where we get introduced to like officially introduced to like his big henchman guy right Thor- right Thorak, Thorak. great like name random. German dude in I ancient Egypt. Yeah, I wonder yeah, he has about like this a guy. German accent yeah, kind Ralph of. Ralph Muller, who's yeah. like in a bunch of action films. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked like Batman and Robin. Yes, he's he, in Batman. Exactly. And Robin he looks like Arkham the guy Asylum. that is killed by a number of action heroes in yeah. a number of movies. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe one of Arnold's weightlifting buddies, kind of deal like that. Might be. Actually, might actually, if, especially if he's in Batman and Robin. I wonder. I'm going to look if he's because Ar- Arnold movies. famously does that. Like he has that other guy that shows up in all. In a lot of his movies, um, whose name escapes me right now, and somebody in their car is just like turning beet red, shrieking that I, I can't remember this guy's name. But he, he's in a lot of Arnold movies too. It's so like Arnold would kind of do that, like bring his weightlifting buddies in. And like I know there's an Arnold and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, there's like a there's an overlap between those guys, or like their wires are crossed somewhat because of uh, obviously the fact that Chuck Russell made. The Eraser, which starred Arnold Schwarzenegger, and in the rundown, um, he's which, a Universal Soldier. 
Okay, so that's um, that's oh. not an Arnold movie. Isn't that that's Arnold? a John Claude Van Damme movie. Oh yeah, so he's in a lot of. He's, he's also in, in Cyborg with John Claude Van Damme. So maybe he's a he's a oh, John Claude Van Damme. He might be John Claude's homie. bud. So yeah. I don't know what the connection is there, um, but I remember that when I first saw the Rundown, which is another Rock movie that I actually do like. Um, there's a moment in that movie when The Rock's about to go do some action shit in the beginning and he encounters Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's in a nightclub. And Arnold says, good luck, and kind of pats him on the shoulder. And that was supposed to be the passing of the torch from one beefcake to another. So anyway, when this German guy showed up in this movie, I was like, I wonder if this is one of Arnold's like weightlifting buddies who's showed up to lend a bit of gravitas to this movie, which it doesn't need, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. When... Dwayne goes off the edge of the the like the yeah because then he runs out yeah, like, and goes to a balcony and he goes oh, to a balcony. This part yeah. is important. Yeah, when, like, when like the the gong is rolling, he's like behind the gong. Yes, jumps off this balcony and then Thorak just throws a couple soldiers. Yeah, after. and he says, "Go get him, go get him." Yeah, and they just smash into the room. Yeah, just yeah. like dead. Soldiers. I love that. I love that. He's like <laughs> the go, Rock go is get him so out. fucking lucky in this scene. Yeah, he lands. They breaks. Fall. Well, also, he, he I'm not sure if he's lucky. He breaks through something and then lands on a solid ground. It's supposed to be a joke because it shows like a as pool. he's falling, you show this beautiful pool with yeah. rose petals on it. So you're like thinking, oh, he'll land in the pool, and instead he lands like right next to it. Yeah, and the other two guys just hit the roof and die. But here's a question for you. They hit the roof, which is like, what, 10, 15 feet higher than where the rock lands, and yet the rock lives and they die? Mm, I don't know about that. Anyway, he is an Avenger in this movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... He's he's a superhero. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I mean, this was written by a superhero guy. He's got superpowers. Um, This is actually before he has the blood of the scorpion even, so I don't really know how he's doing these things, but um, we're not splitting hairs here uh, on this program, but he encounters the sorceress for the second time. This time she's buck-ass naked. Mm-hmm. She comes leaping up out of the water um, yeah. of that pool. That's how I get out pool. of every bath. Just, just I just like, wanted everybody to know. Water goes everywhere. <laughs> Whenever I, I always submerge myself in the water mm-hmm. and then immediately leap out. As soon as you yeah. think someone might have knew, might have entered the yeah. room, you just like whip your yeah. hair. I go and hold my breath for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. I see. I've actually seen this, people. <laughs> a couple of times, I had to pull him out of the pull him out of the tub. He yeah. passed out in there. His lips were blue. Uh, and and instead of killing her, like you mentioned, David, which he should have done for all those blood rubies that he had, he doesn't kill her. And I posit he doesn't kill her because she's naked. Yeah. And they pull like a drain on this pool and they get like flushed out mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, some guards are running in and then somehow the drain is large enough to accommodate full human beings. Humans, beings. Including one who's a massive WWF wrestler. He's, he's, yeah. he's two and a half people. Yeah. 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 This drain is enormous. I, I, I do not understand how that works. Also, I don't understand how they go through the drain, down a tube, into a cistern, yeah. and then somehow come out in a fountain. Of a fountain. I don't. I don't know how if that some works. Peasants are drinking the water of the <laughs> bathing gnomes. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. They're drinking all this like soapy water. They're like, why do we always have diarrhea? And then they would like never. They would probably ask themselves that question anyway. Regardless, I know. It's just, it's just the bathing water of the rich people is going into their drinking water. It's like, That's oh, cool. I didn't even think about that. I love the peasant like little boy who's. Who's making a wish on the wishing well? <laughs> yeah. And suddenly, like he's like wishing, eyes closed, and he opens his eyes. And there's a naked woman. He's like, "There is a god." <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it posits that even <laughs> since ancient Egypt, people have been asking the question: Is there a god? Yeah, we're talking about the gods plural a oh, lot in this point. movie, but we do not ever really um, like 
we don't like unlike the mummy movies where we are like solidly anchoring ourselves to like Egyptian gods, even if we're doing like a bad job of it and being shitty Westerners. Like this movie's real murky about that. Like they don't ever say they just kind of keep referring to the gods, the gods, the gods. Anyway, so these two pop out of the water. You're right. This little kid apparently was wishing for a naked lady. Yeah, to yeah. And wishes. Yeah. He got his she wishes. Just runs away immediately. Yeah, yeah. So thus begins He's probably a lifelong complex, lifelong complex for yeah. him. <laughs> Yeah. You know, they're always running away from me. But um, this is the part of the movie where uh, Dwayne, the sorceress, and the horse thief go into the desert and, like, hide out. Um, we learn that the sorceress actually doesn't like Mimnon, wanted to get away. I'm kind of mm-hmm. fast-forwarding here, but, like, we've been at this for a while. And a lot yeah. happens in this fucking movie, people. Like, it's paced really well. I'm going to just hop on right now and say, like, A for the pacing. Yeah, I mean, I... I I, that was the first thing that I noticed. This yeah. movie Moves. just changes scenes very fast. Yeah. We're going from one scene to the to next. To the detriment of the characters. But if to, you're in a bar, yeah. who gives a shit? To the detriment. <laughs> and it's nonstop action. No, it I is. Mean, like, it's just constantly. It's going. It's there's going. a couple going. like 30 second exposition scenes yeah, and then just sure. people punching each other. No, exactly. And it, Definitely. And, it, and, it's, and there's some entertainment to that. I mean, like it, we make leaps... Like, so, you know, they're in the desert. They're, uh, I guess we should probably talk quickly about the fight scene that they have in the desert. Oh, yeah. Which you is kind of cool. Sexy wrestling? Well, the part, well, no, the part oh, that I'm I was talking thinking about. The part between the rock and the sorceress where okay. they have sexy wrestling. Yeah. Because that's like a, that's a WDM. He does like a body slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, for sure. There was some sexy like a wrestling. a body slam. She also, Oh well, that's later. But then they have then they have the actual fight scene with in the sandstorm. Mimnon sends. He Thorac. tells that yeah. Thorak guy. He says, "Send you and twelve of your best. Uh-huh. Go kill him." And he gives him a, a, a scorpion venom arrow, and he says, yeah. "Kill him." And I'm like, this was like to my earlier comment about the reshoots. Make sure to get those pop rocks on the audio. Thank you. Mm, that's nice. To my earlier comment about the reshoots, this felt like where that kind of stuff was taking place. Like he, the script says, take twelve of your best men and go kill the rock. But in the whole palace chase scene between the harem and the other parts, he kills more than twelve guys easily. Yeah. So it's like I, I feel that there's a possibility that. They film. They they just had already filmed take twelve of your best guys, but later they went back and inserted maybe six or seven more guys to try to kill the rock in the harem scene, and didn't go back and correct that math later. And they what they should have said was take twenty of your best guys because yeah. the rock is striking people down like you know they're fucking chaffs of weed over here. He's just he's killing everybody. Um, but the part about that fight scene that's always that that was kind of weird for me was that like this dude booby trapped this cave oh <laughs> yeah well, he's, like, he's, he's, he's like a wind? horror movie yeah it does turn into a, it yeah. turns into a Friday it the 13th into, movie it over turns here. into a weird horror movie he becomes Jason Voorhees also like if you're escaping the sandstorm mm-hmm. right you don't go deeper in the cave Mm-mm. why do you stay why do you just stay in the fucking mouth of the cave you know what I mean? Like you, you go into the cave, you fortify, you wait for the sandstorm to begin, and then you then you fight him again. Yeah. Like, why do you keep going deeper into this cave? And With people strobe just, lights and stuff. Yeah, so, and need like people sink into the quicksand. Yeah, two, two guys right in a row too. Yeah. One guy goes down the quicksand. Yeah. And yeah. Another guy is like, well, I'll, I'll try walking. Let me there try right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he thought he was gonna step on his friend's head. You know? Yeah. I know. He was so dumb. Because because this is the part of the movie where. 
The Rock has had sexy wrestling with the sorceress. And more or less... Oh, and this is creepy, too. So he's fighting with the sorceress at night. I mean, he's sexy wrestling. Uh Um, The horse thief, like, wakes up, sees it happening, and just pulls his blanket over his head, which I'm like, woof, this guy's not an ally. Like, he will look the other way. Yeah. Because, I mean, under (laughs) different circumstances, this is a gnarly scene. Um, But The Rock ends up being, like... Under a non, like, PG-13 rating, and and The Rock's a bad guy, this is not Yeah, this is a different movie. But he... She's like, I've wanted to escape Memnon. He's kept me prisoner since I was a child. So he's like, well, you're free now. And he cuts the like little string he had tied around her ankle. Yeah. And she doesn't run away because she actually wants to help him. Or because she's in the middle of the desert and the desert will kill her. Yeah. Which he also says. He, he does, does say that. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah he's that's, like, so uh, you'll nice die guy. if you run away. Yeah, <laughs> but go on. Have fun. Yeah. So then Memnon's 12 best dudes plus Thorax show up to annihilate them but the rock somehow knows there's going to be a sandstorm which is very fortuitous yeah and he looks out with this like crazy gadgetry uh, that gadgetry yeah. again it's, it's the, a bamboo it's a bamboo with like a, an opaque crystal that yeah. slots in that yes. he somehow can use as a the magnifying as a magnet yeah. yeah. as, as a telescope, like a telescope. he turns yeah. it in different directions and it gets <laughs> yes. more zoomed it's gadgetry yes exactly <laughs> it's it's it, i put it in my notes as a moment of gadgetry for sure he, yeah it's 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 a it's a it's an ancient proto-egyptian telescope yeah uh, and it works, apparently. One of the few yeah. things that the harem did not take off. They of didn't body. take that off him, you're right. And I wondered later how he got his sword back, too. His yeah. iconic Scorpion King sword. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We don't know uh, <laughs> how he gets any of his weapons back. Um, we do know how he gets his bow back later yeah. because that becomes like they kind of do like an Odysseus thing, like no one can use his bow but him. Yeah, but that's because yeah. he's too beefy. Buff. Yeah. He's too, and no one else can do strength it. On that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on, honestly. Uh, physicists or uh, engineers, if you're out there, get on this one. But like, so yeah, you're right. The the bad guys come to kill him in the sandstorm, and he's ready to Jason Voorhees all these people, Friday the Thirteen fans. You know what I mean? He's like he's giant, and they're little, and he's just like assassinating them all over the place. Um, and uh, he fucking goes into this cave, and they follow him. The guys go down to the quicksand, like we said, and he just, like, we enter this, like, weird horror movie sequence of Yeah, I don't... He just keeps picking people off in, like, a sand waterfall and, yeah, like, like, grabs a dude and chokes him and brings him up. Yeah, one guy goes up, another yeah. guy goes down. He's just teleporting behind everyone. Yeah, yes, he is. He and is. it's like, and it's like, if if this was happening to you, like, if, if I was Thorak, right, Thorak. right now... With all these people, I would just be like, "I'm not gonna keep going in this cave because in the ending, in the ending, he runs the fuck out of the cave anyways." Thorax mm-hmm. is a terrible commander. Like <laughs> He's the a guy should be like, "Okay, we need to commander. regroup. We're gonna stay know, right stand here. our ground yeah, here." Yeah, yeah. Instead, they just splinter off and everyone gets killed. Yeah, he, he, One he dude sends gets them. impaled on a fucking stalagmite. I do right? like that part. That's but, probably the most violent part of the movie when I the guy know. gets like impaled on a stalagmite I know. which is I'm, just, I'm just like but I'm like where did this come from? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Maybe this was a reshoot. Fuck, I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm, that whole scene was a reshoot because Rock's not even in it. Barely. It is shadows. There's a lot of, like, a lot of shadows running. and runs running. runs at the camera. Like, but he's wearing a fucking mask. And he's like, it could be a stunt double. You know what? You might be right. Maybe he just kills everybody in the sandstorm. And that's the original scene. And instead, they add this whole, like, cave sequence. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I could definitely like, see that happening. For an extra, like, 15 minutes. That actually makes a lot of sense, considering the end of the sequence is back, back in the same outside outside where, where the, the actual rock. important yeah. storyline yes. takes place. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, because well, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No. It, like, it it's literally cool, just... <laughs> I mean, it is, it is I mean, kind of weird and cool, but it is... I'm a, I, J- I, I'm, a, I'm a Jason Voorhees head over here, and I was loving all these people getting just like. Dude, I did like the dude sinking in the sand. <laughs> yeah, I, I immediately, dudes. when he went, yeah, when he just went down, I was like, oh, this is an shit, example of Thorax sand. poor leadership, by the way. One guy goes down in the quicksand, <laughs> and Thorax, like, maybe. Uh, that won't happen maybe again. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's only one. It's only yeah, one that, guy that won't happen twice. <laughs> uh, long story short, it does happen twice. All of Thorax men are mm. murdered, too sweet. And, indeed, so is Thorak. But I don't know if you mentioned the poison arrow mm-hmm. that Memnon gave him, which had the scorpion venom all over it. And he said, when you find the Acadium, get, give him this for me. Acadium is the rock. Um, mm-hmm. And so even though Thorak does get killed by the rock in his dying moments, he stabs the rock with this arrow that has scorpion venom all over it. And the rock lets out this like, yeah, like yell, which I thought was kind of contradicting an earlier line in the movie when Memnon said, I heard you train yourself when he has got the rock captured and he's got his brother captured. And it's right before he kills mm-hmm. the rock's brother. He said, I heard you Acadians train yourself to withstand great pain. Mm-hmm. You'll have to show me that if you live long enough. Well, the rock gets stuck with this little arrow and he's fucking screaming. Yeah. So I'm like, I will say scorpion poison is painful. Is it's it? Fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Are you also speaking is, from experience here, Yeah, Cameron? it also is... No, no, though, no, 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 no. You also, don't just though, get a breeze past that. <laughs> no, also... Please. No, also, but, like, it is also, most of the time, not deadly. So that is... Continue. That is... Yeah. Please elaborate. But it is... It is very... It is incredibly painful. I've been... Cameron, I've been stung on the stung finger. by a scorpion? But yeah, I've been stung on this finger by a scorpion. Holy shit. So I have... I am... Very close to the Scorpion King, Dude, as far as does the blood <laughs> I scorpion run through I, your veins, which is introduced I as have a concept scorpion in the blood yeah. running yeah. through my veins. So no. wait, how did you get stung on the finger by a scorpion? I was tucking my mosquito net in at the end of the night, and I was, and a scorpion was underneath my bed in Thailand. Yeah, in big, Thailand, a big one or or a little. It was one? small. It was a medium sized one, which is technically, I guess, more Worse. poisonous yeah, than usually. a bigger one. Yeah, uh, and it hurt, and it like just you know it's. You know, it's it's a sharp pain that shoots all the way wow. to your shoulder pretty much immediately. Like it is it is very painful very quickly all the way up to your shoulder, okay. but it it won't it's not going to kill you. It so just really, really sucks. The black scorpions that we see in this movie yeah. are kind of like the ones from Thailand, right? From the village in the north. Similar. They're I've had a scorpion I've had scorpions. I have a scorpion like that. I've had a scorpion like that chase me down a road. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was walking home one night, and it was, like, in the middle of the road, and I, like, was trying to go around it, and, like, went in front of me. Whoa. And then I, like, went the other way, and it, like, went in front of me, and then I was like, fuck, I'll just go the other way, and it started chasing me <laughs> fucking down the road. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. It was like, That's I was like, crazy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want any part of this. That, I'm trying not to fuck with you, dude. I, I, I don't understand why you're getting you, angry. You need to take your watch off and, like, yeah. throw it at the scorpion's <laughs> feet. I think when, when we were in the village uh, many moons ago, 2004, 
and we would hang out at that one house mm-hmm. and uh and then my house where I lived in the different part of the village was across that like land bridge between two rice paddies, yeah, yeah. which at night would fill with scorpions yeah. and snakes and everything else that was trying to I don't to, know like, if it was at night, but it would it, it was did at have night. A, it was it at did night. Have animals that would come up on the road, on at, night. The road yeah. at night. And so when we would walk back from the one house where we'd been drinking and smoking cigarettes to the other where we lived, we would um we didn't have cell phone cameras because children; these things didn't exist until then. You fucking fetuses! I had a, I had a, I had a DV camera, and it had a flashlight, and I would turn the flashlight on my DV camera, and and it would like light up the road, which was in many ways worse than yeah. just kind of like letting the moon be your guide. Yeah, yeah. And it was always covered in like black scorpions, yeah. and they would get out of our way. Yeah, but not. For you. Not this one. No. Well, this one was just, I think he was angry. He was pissed. This was he a wanted, rogue yeah, scorpion. He was, rogue scor- he was a scorpion king scorpion. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dwayne so, the Rock Johnson scorpion. D- Dwayne does get stabbed with the arrow. Yeah. He gets the blood of the scorpion. Thankfully, the sorceress cures him. By breathing she, like, some green smoke yeah, into his she, mouth. She green miles that guy. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, definitely, she definitely dude, does. Talk about Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, the green he mile, is right? in Green Mile. Yeah, yeah. he's the Green he's Mile. He's the Green Mile guy. He's yeah. the Mile that's green. In yeah, that movie. And, and that's when she also says, "If he does live, the blood of the scorpion will always course through his veins." Yeah. which is how we know he did, then later turns into a scorpion, uh, because David Hayter wrote X Men One and Two. He understands how mutations work, people. He understands. <laughs> so this is why the Rock turns into a Scorpion King later in the other films. Um, but apparently none of those sequels that exist. Does he ever turn into a scorpion in, I'm, in I don't any of think those? So. I'm unsure how the other sequels place in the timeline. Hmm. I know that one the Scorpion King 2 is a prequel for sure. Explain that to me, but whatever. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, just, we don't need none, it. none of this Scorpion makes any King sense. Scorpion King 2 no. is 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 young Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But okay. it's not actually Who was like him. No, it's not him. But it's like it's like his character as, like, we were sworn to protect the king, and turns out the king's a bad guy, so oh, I have to kill the king okay. type situation. Okay. Um, it has but, some really gnarly scenes, uh, that movie is. Yeah. And it's also weird. It's super magical. Mm. Scorpion King 2 has, like, a lot of weird magic. Like, yeah. this one does have, has some... With the scene when she green miles, yeah, when she green miles him, yeah, for him. sure, yeah. That's, this one has magic. much more magic because she doesn't have a lot of magic in this movie, even mm. though she's a sorceress. I'm having more, and more yeah, now. dude. Yeah. I, I would love some too. Yeah. Um, you like that stuff? I do. Yeah, I, really I thought do. you would because I know nice. you like Fernet. I like. I'm an Amaro fan. Yeah. So High Side Brewery in uh, Bainbridge, Washington. This is a tasty Amaro that is known as the. Sunset Hill Amaro. I like it. It tastes like pine needles a little bit. Um, the um, she she gets the scorpion venom out of him and he lives. And this is like important because we need him for the rest of the movie, pretty much. <laughs> but it's also the moment at which the two of them because the really other the other aspects of the scorpion part are not not important. important. At all. No. Like we never reference scorpions. As, we don't reference this, scorpions for the rest of the movie. Do also, we? this part is funny because she straddles him in order to breathe. It's very this sexy. Into, yeah, it's very sexy. Like, she just jumps on top, and I was like, whoa, she's just going to fuck the scorpion venom out of yeah. him at first? And then she yeah. just, like, breathes the green stuff mm-hmm. into him, and I was like, oh, okay. This is one of the things the film actually does do pretty decently is establishing the sexual tension between those characters yeah, from the very first you're, scene. You're not wrong. And yeah. I've made a lot of comments about sexless Dwayne The Rock Johnson. 
but he actually has really good chemistry with yeah Joey, for sure with for sure yeah Kelly Hugh they have good chemistry and it it comes to something it leads to something which yeah. is like it's a weird thing that's disappeared from movies a lot like by and large a lot of blockbuster movies these days we're not concerned if our leading um, man or leading woman or leading whoever's have chemistry. It's kind of gone by the wayside, thanks in large part to kind of like the Disney, like sexless Marvel vibe a little bit. Like it's not very important anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to see in this movie that has bodacious babes everywhere that The Rock really has a connection with this sorceress that you actually can see happening on the screen outside of like just engineered script moments. Like they do have, these two actors have chemistry and, and that translates. So when she straddles him to suck the scorpion venom out of his soul, (laughs) green mile style, green mile style. Um, she unfortunately doesn't breathe out a mouthful of bees like he does in that movie, but, um, it's, it's, you you feel it, you feel like you said, like she straddles him and you're like, well, these two have enough chemistry that I'm like, what am I about to see here? Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We do get there. Thank you. We do get there. I mean. Not because that much right further after this, after no, this. Right, right, right after this, literally right we, up next we, is, we, yeah. we meet the um, we meet the inventor in the desert. He Randomly. has escaped the city. Yeah. The first watch through, I was like, "Wait, I thought this guy was a prisoner. Now he's in the in the middle of the desert." The second watch through, there's a quick throwaway scene where he, where runs, away, yeah. he runs away because the guards are like, "You let yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson use your catapult to escape, so yeah. he has to cheese it, or else he'll be killed." Yeah. Um, so they kind of meet up in the desert and he's like, I've perfected gunpowder. He's like Timming from Monty Python, Holy Grail. I totally like, really Whoa, like big explosion yes. and he appears and he comes in this. Pe- yes. Yeah. So perfect. Do you think that was like intentional? It, it must have looks been. like it. It had definitely to have been. like, so if you ask your grandparent, grandparents about grandparents, <laughs> your grandparents <laughs> yeah. about Monty Python. You can tell we're drinking because our words are starting yeah. to slowly. We're like, like a few drinks in This too. is what happened at the end <laughs> of We're going to have some more whiskey. Dude, don't even worry about it. At the end of the Batman Forever episode, Cameron was just like spinning his wheels, dude. <laughs> so much words. of that episode ended up on the cutting room floor. You didn't even know. <laughs> but yeah, when, they, when we get introduced to Philo again, he, yeah. he is like, Eureka, I've perfected the gunpowder by discovering you need to uh, add Peter and salt. Yeah. yeah. Again, 5,000 years in the past, completely erasing Chinese history. Yeah, no. Yeah, 100 this is white what this guy, one of the few white guys in this film is the guy that basically does yeah. all yeah. the inventing. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's so goofy. And, 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 and then they're like, cool, it's sounds good. Powder. Thank God for you figuring that out. We don't know exactly how it's important right now, but maybe it will be later, question mark. Yeah. Join the quest. Join us as we go to find water. They find water. It's this beautiful oasis. And then suddenly, oh, yeah. everybody's popping Michael up out Clark of the Duncan. reeds with like hats made out of oh, like, like frog bamboo, suits. frog suits, gil, uh, ghillie suits. Like, yeah. uh-huh. this is like modern warfare. I don't yeah. play video games, so please hate mail. The mayor favor, but um, <laughs> these people are popping up out of the out of the woodwork, and they are ready to kill our characters because yeah. because our characters stumble upon this secret oasis. Here comes Michael Clark Duncan again. I'll take that. Take two. Here, clump. 
Take Here three. Clums. Here Comes. Here Clums. Michael Clark Duncan again. <laughs> I'm done with Amaro. No more. Actually, give me a, a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Here Clums, the Clum, the Duncan. Here Clums, the big king of the kings. Anyway, they're like, all right, Rock. All right, Sorceress. All right, Camel Thief. You're all under arrest. Michael Clark Duncan says that he knew the sorcerer was actually a sorceress yeah. the entire time, which I was like, why didn't you tell that to the Rock before he mm. went out to murder her? earlier on Mm. when you gave him all those blood rubies because the whole reason that he fucking fucks that up is because he was surprised to see it was a woman and Michael Clark Duncan (laughs) MCD did not give him that information that he needed that's messed up these two have an epic fucking brawl though yeah Yeah, I like it yeah it's fine it is is the most WWF this movie gets and I feel like the rocks in it because like this is what I do every day Mm -hmm. you know where Michael Clark Duncan is just having enough fucking blast yeah Yeah. you can tell like he's kind of smiling the entire time yeah and it's just like he's like i gotta play around with a wwf star and just have like a wwf fight in like a weird rural village and like destroy shit the entire time like he is having so much fun in this scene it's true it's true and isis uh the general who was kind of like briefly mentioned earlier she's like supposed she's introduced early as though she's going to be an important character and she's completely ignored the film just completely bypasses she she kills some guys here and there and she's she's shown she's shown to have like agency at least as a fighter but like as a leader yeah it's it's quickly muddied like at first yeah when she's when she's treated similarly to like all the like other background strong women who are fighting as well. Which is like, like Balthazar's ladies yeah, at the yeah, end exactly. of this film. It's just true. a bunch of women that's, that Balthazar has hanging around him. Yeah. Yeah. That are super strong. And Queen that's, Isis is uh, one of them. Yeah. My, no, exactly. Michael Clark Duncan's name is Balthazar in this movie. Yeah. Yep, MCD. So Balthazar. At first, Queen Isis is presented as being her own thing. Like yeah. the leader of our own people. But then in this scene before the, the brawl between the rock and MCD, like it's kind of gets the lines get blurred. Like maybe yeah. she works for him or I don't know. Something she's on a bridge we, yelling at him saying, like, hey, anybody can be here if they want to be. Exactly. And we really don't ever explore that ever again because she has no character development. She has zero. Yeah. Zero mm-hmm. character development. Other than surviving an explosion. That's pretty <laughs> and much being what shown did. in like one of Cassandra the sorceress's visions earlier yes, on right. as like this is an important character. Right. And then never again. And then never again. Like she's, she's there. Because there's a whole thing where it's like, oh, Queen Isis's armies will fall to you. Yeah. And then that's the last victory you need to do. But then it's like she, Queen Isis, answers to Michael Clark Duncan, maybe? maybe. Because he has know. a penis. Because he has a penis and yeah. a wig. And she has neither. <laughs> well, we don't know that she doesn't have a lot of facial yeah. scarring. He, he has, has a lot, lot of yeah, which cool, move around. Cool facial scarring. It's scarring. pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's it not moves bad. around. Yeah. It moves around a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, no. The continuity in this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that ever stays true from shot to shot is The Rock's wig. And that's because they epoxied that shit to his bald ass fucking head <laughs> for this entire movie. The, the duration of the shoot, he had to have it surgically removed. Yeah. So he, The Rock and Michael Clark Duncan have a knockdown, drag out, ass kicking, shit kicking, nut kicking brawl. Yeah. At the end of this brawl, they're bros. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the rock like speechifies to the entire rebel camp. And somehow like, oh, everyone's like, oh, f- goes from thinking this guy 
should be killed for failing to actually uphold the contract yeah. to be like, oh, we'll follow you anywhere so for no reason. You Absolutely as a lawyer, no did you have? You must have appreciated his deafness and maneuvering the situation because he goes from reneging on a contract to getting a new contract. Nine. Nine times thirty million. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He has nine. Was it nine rubies? 20, nine blood, twenty, 20 blood, rubies. blood rubies. Twenty blood rubies that he's paid. Yeah, he does not kill the sorceress. Yeah, yeah. He keeps the blood rubies and he has sexual intercourse with the sorceress. <laughs> That's in the next scene. <laughs> right, 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 right. But he beats up Balthazar, who's like their their general or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. Beats I don't, him up. It's never established what he is. No, but he beats him up, and suddenly everyone's like, "Oh, maybe we should follow this guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. Dude, it's the rule of the horde. The rule Which of the horde. is an important it's yeah. established at the beginning of the film yeah. and carries through to the very end. Yeah, it is it's very true. important. It's true. Beefcakes. The, the beefcakes. Beefcakes. This is the law of beefcake beef law. <laughs> it is beefcake law. That's where it I should very, have specialized. Yeah. <laughs> if only. If oh, only that shit. was the world. I'd spend so much more time working out if there was beefcake law. <laughs> you mean you don't regularly like beat your bar am, managers into a pulp no, to establish your dominance? I am more on cake law at this point in time. I need to get to beefcake law to really get, to get it to... Dude, I went to school for cake law, but then I got diabetes, so I had to drop out. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Exactly. So anyway, The Rock rallies the troops with this speech, which is like, don't pay attention to the fact that I ripped you off for all these blood <laughs> rubies and I haven't killed the sorceress. Let's kill Memnon instead, even though I said I would kill Memnon for free. But don't worry about that. And everybody's like, hmm, maybe... Sorceress has a vision right now. Not everyone. It's not just maybe. Everyone's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right. sure, let's do it. Okay, a ra- a ra- <laughs> like the, the, the crowd goes wild. You're like, yeah, this guy is great. <laughs> he is great. I mean, yeah. he's got this excellent wig. He's got this. <laughs> Look at his body. with him. Look, Look at, at that beefcake body. body. He's totally beefy. He's oiled. He's always oiled and, and waxed. I took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say like. Wow, how did that happen? There's but, multiple like reveals in this film yeah. for his oiled and waxed it's, massively yeah, muscular chest. Multiple. Which is like this is another like total fucking tentpole of the early two thousands mm-hmm. where it's like we're gonna make a lot of gay jokes. Like, aren't gay people weird? Isn't that weird? The concept of being gay, but also like, look at this fucking sexy ass like, <laughs> fucking beefy oiled man. But it's so, don't worry about it. It's cool. He fucks. Don't worry. It's all yeah. good. It's like the night, the, the the late nineties and the early two thousands were such a confused time. Yeah, where they were like <laughs> shoving beefcakes down your throat, but then like. Maybe kind of like shaming you a little bit at the same time. Yeah, so yeah. the rock <laughs> so is there. you're like looking at the rock and you're like. Damn, he's Damn. hot. And then you're like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no I'm not gay. I'm not dude, gay. No homo. I'm not gay. No, no, no. no, no. The, the rock looks good, but no homo. <laughs> so he raises himself a tiny army, teeny tiny. Because there's some like one of these like lines, like it's it's again, it's supposed to be a zinger, like a bond line, like before we cut to another scene where it's like um Balthasar, MCD, is like, you would stand against the fury of Memnon's armies, and Rock's like, I would. <laughs> and that's like how you know he's ready to throw down. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really like talked about it a lot. This movie takes place on a three day timeline. Three days. Like, oh wow! I, I didn't did not, even I didn't, I didn't even clock that at Memnon all. Memnon says we're gonna invade that army. 
Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna kill the rest of the rebels. Oh, the next day, day. after yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. And then the lady gets kidnapped, and then the next day it's time to go kill the rebels. That's three days. Yeah. So this wow. this is a compact timeline. Yeah, it's fast. I mean, you know, make of that what you will. But um, so anyway, the rock. This is when he has his. Uh, well, this is when the sorceress has her vision that all the cute children of this little oasis get wiped out because the free em- tribes. Yes, the free out. tribe. They're killed. They're killed. Which is like super sad. And we do get child death, which is you know a thing that happens in this. Pretty movie. cool. Yeah, Chuck Russell is not afraid of child death. People see the blob. A child is literally melted. <laughs> I said that word again. A child is melted in front of your eyes in that movie, in the blob. Literally melted. Is it, literally, is it is. literally melted? It literally is. <laughs> Several children are are killed by the blob in, in the 1988 film. And, and it's like super violent and gross when they die. I feel so, like I need to watch this movie. I haven't seen it in a dude, long time. It passes the bar. We'll do it for a Halloween episode for mm-hmm. sure. It's, it's really, really fucking good. I love that movie. ASMR Pop Rocks. <laughs> hey, Pop Rocks, if you're listening, we do take corporate sponsorships. Also, no, they're called Pop Dwayne the Dwayne Johnsons. Pop Dwayne Johnsons. Pop Dwayne Johnsons. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, before I jump to the assault on Memnon's palace, oh, yeah. we do have to have the sex scene between the Rock and the yeah. Sorceress because she, he she says if you try to take down Memnon, you will die. Your death was it? Is it your destiny? Your destiny is to die, or your fate is to die. She says something like, uh, "If you, Jesus, the the pop rocks are really yeah, loud. I, 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 <laughs> I even have headphones this is a, in favor. This is These are bad loud podcasting. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> very, very, shush, it's, it's very good podcasting. It's great podcasting. We're ASMR <laughs> podcasting. But yeah, so Cassandra has that vision where she sees the the rock mm, being yes. shot by the bone arrow, and she's like, "If you she's go and try to take him on, you're gonna die. It's your fate, or it's, it's your, your destiny. fate to die, or something like that." And then she she scoots in the middle of the night, like they they fuck, and then they go to sleep. But before that, she has the line that says, "I think she says, if you fight in Memnon, it is your destiny to die." And he goes, "I make my own destiny." Hard fucking immediately afterwards. Yeah. Now, how much of that was on the cutting room floor, we won't know, but I would like to imagine a lot. A lot. Like maybe that scene was broke. Like we're they, getting they creative with camera angles and they don't yeah, they don't they don't fuck at all in the scene. No, I mean like they start making out, but that's it. Yeah, and then yeah. they immediately cut to them waking up in the Yeah, and that's this but is that's when, also like, like this you is know, like when no, that's early two thousands. I mean, I yeah, feel like fade, there was a lot of two thousand thirteen or early 2000s, the fade to black for, like, sex scenes was, was popular. popular. Yeah. It's a real but alpha this... move by, you know, basically with Cassandra being presented as the I'm telling you what the future is going to be to Memnon constantly. He is always heeding her words. Whereas right. Rock oh, is like. Oh, interesting. No, that's bullshit. I'm going to fuck you instead. Holy yeah. shit. Is this? <laughs> That's actually you, totally true. Have you true. just convinced me that this is actually a brilliant screenplay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually... there. I mean, now you have actually twisted my mind a little bit there. Mm. Yeah, that's a little bit. 
Because he's right. like, yeah, he's like, I don't give a shit what you say. I'm gonna fuck you anyway. Yeah, and they do. And then yeah, like you say, she leaves. Consensual the, issues into it. Yeah, no, she's yeah, into she's it. She's consent. Yeah, this she she's like, oh, this is great. I don't she just need to be it. used for my powers. No, any longer. she initiates hard fucking. And then he. <laughs> that's a tenacious D joke, uh, because I am 37 years old. So <laughs> she then sneaks away in the middle of the night. She pulls kind of like a boss move on him. It's no like yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like gone when he wakes up. Because she goes back to Memnon. Mm-hmm. There's like a weird side story where, like, even though Memnon is like this totally badass uh, warrior, air quotes, and general uh, and king, like he his own men are kind of like nipping at his heels a little bit. They're yeah, like, where's the sorceress? Where's the sorceress? There's two scenes where they establish yeah. this one guy kind of keeps being that like, one weird beefcake. And because Memnon <laughs> is like the sorceress is just sick, he won't own that she's been kidnapped. Um, when He's he throws I love this he Memnon throws a feast for their impending victory. And yeah. It's like that's the definition of putting the fucking cart before the horse, right? Yeah. Like this in BDE. Yeah, big yeah. Dwayne the Rock big, Johnson big energy. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's and by like the Johnson. I mean Dick. Big yeah. Dick energy. <laughs> he you hi mayor of Port Townsend using the D word. He <laughs> like throws a party Memnon for a victory that hasn't happened for a battle that hasn't happened yet a victory party <laughs> because he's just that committed and and yet his soldier keeps nipping at his heels this like general guy yeah. because we killed Thorak so it has to be another guy that's like similar to Thorak but different <laughs> yeah. and this guy's like oh the men won't follow you into battle until they see the sorceress luckily she shows up right then she's like oh here I am I escaped Dwayne the Rock Johnson and I'm ready to be your gal all over again and Memnon's like not having it Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't believe you. And he sets up this like cool like test, which mm-hmm. I kind of love. I love that he, he claps his hands as though that's the universal symbol for, for set up the snake test. Bring in a bunch of pots full of snakes. <laughs> like yeah. his guards are waiting out there. I do that with a all of, the time and like, no one fucking like, brings me in pots of snakes. Two titans of industry in the studio. We've got Cameron, restaurateur and bar owner, who, who, who literally runs a business inside a giant castle. So, and then we have, we have David Faber, who's the mayor of our humble hamlet. You guys aren't clapping your hands and People are just like inferring Bring, needs from that. Yeah, I know. I need to be. I need to do that, and the people just know exactly what I watch. Want. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> I, I like the idea a bunch of snakes. Rather than being like a psychic guessing what he's gonna want, that he's actually established with his like you assisted. Yeah, like, yeah, there's gonna be a point where I have to clap my hands. When I yeah. clap my hands like this. Bringing a bunch of pots with snakes in them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to see that scene where he's just like got the guy cornered and he's like, okay, two (laughs) claps means bring me four snakes, six jars. Okay. (laughs) I want the spinning table. On the the snake pot Lazy Susan. Yeah, the snake pot Lazy Susan. I got it from China. I went to dim sum two weeks ago. I was introduced (laughs) to the idea of a Lazy Susan. I now have one. Now, now if I give you three claps, okay, I want six (laughs) snakes. And I want 12 pots, okay? Yeah. And like this poor, because I was watching the extra, because I'd watched this movie twice in a couple of days. I was watching the extra who does the whole like kind of nod when he does the double clap. This guy knew what that meant. <laughs> he knew what it meant immediately. Mm, that's a very good point. So Memnon, because he's been led to believe from Cassandra, which we didn't even mention that the sorceress's name is Cassandra. And uh, listeners of the Lady in the Water episode will know that one of my B is 
like fake mythology slash real mythology. Like we're making, we're like referencing mythology, but we're kind of doing it shittily. So like Cassandra is like famous for mythology as the uh, prophet who no one listens to in the Trojan War. But now Cassandra in the Scorpion King is the prophet who everyone listens to. So 3,000 years earlier. 3,000 years earlier. So we're like all over the fucking road with this thing. But anyway, um, they bring the snakes in in these jars four jars six jars four snakes spinning on the lazy susan <laughs> also, they're like cobras and ass they're like from all around the they're world all yeah. different. they're yeah. not they're not all yeah. the same and i will say though when they put the snakes in the jars they're real fucking snakes they're real snakes when they go in the jars no when, when they, they come, come out of the, out of the jars they're not real snakes but i was but i was like that's magic there there was <laughs> it really is I'll they go in that whiskey they, they go in as real snakes and they come out as magic <laughs> Magic digital reels, magic real, right there. That's real. Cassandra's magic, dude. I'm just saying. Uh, all, all you want some more? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm saying is that like, I was appreciative. Yeah. Because I know I was like looking. I was like, who are these fucking guys who handle snakes? Dude, did you notice the guy too? Yeah. That he's totally white. Yeah. He has a, I know. He has a Fred Durst yeah. chin beard. No, no, for he's sure. A real life snake. No, handler. he's a snake handler. He's not an actor. No, he's oh not God, a snake handler. I noticed. No, no, I noticed so that exactly because I was like, I was like, these are real fucking snakes. No, yeah, dude, these are yeah, real yeah, fucking yeah, cobras. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck is handling these this snakes? Dude is doing. Yeah. He is doing everything yeah. in his no, bodily exactly. power not to look at the camera. Yeah. This is no. I I noticed that immediately. I was like, I was. Like these are these are not digital. These are no, real. No, yeah. This guy is really yeah. moving snakes. This so this guy like a, knows this what is he's like doing. A guy who yeah, works for like Tiger King or something. Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, yeah. for sure, hundred percent. There's and also I, a tiger and a lion earlier yeah, in the earlier, film, yeah. which yeah. I was like, is this like Carol Baskin shit? Like, what's yes, going on here? Definitely, yeah, there was, definitely, there definitely. was, there was, yeah, for when he threw the meat. To yeah, the like Memnon's early palace. when he's like, in, there, there's all the exposition around. Uh, yeah, her powers and what's gonna happen, and and how she's like she doesn't approve of Memnon, but he's right. like the world is brutal and chaos, and I'm making order. You're right. He throws some meat to to like a tiger, tiger and a jaguar, a yeah, or a tiger, like a tiger and a lion cub, and they fight over it, and they're real animals. Yeah. yeah. So probably the same wranglers from. South Florida, Somewhere. who brought those South cobras. I got these snakes. I got this lion. This yeah. tiger cub yeah. too. Yeah. Definitely, it's yeah. yeah. It was interesting. I, I I saw that. I clocked it immediately. I was yeah. like, those are real animals. Because yeah. I mean that you know once again that falls into our categories of is it pretty? And I was thinking, yeah. I was like, these are real fucking cobras. Like yeah. this guy is putting real snakes in real jars. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh shit, who is this person who's handling snakes? And I was like. Oh, some random white dude, dude with the goatee. Yeah, yeah. I, know, and I was like, I was like, I don't feel like he fits with the rest of the scene, but whatever. Like, I, he's he's moving real snakes, so yeah. whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, luckily he doesn't have any lines because you would see he'd be missing many teeth. But, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Listeners from Florida, we're so, sorry, so sorry about sorry, snake guys. your situation yeah, snake, right now. You, is, you snake guys. So, long story short, Cassandra, like, Memnon is basically saying without saying, like, I know you fucked. Yeah. She says I escaped. He's like, you seem somehow dot, 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 diminished. Yeah, and diminished. thrown away your powers. Diminished is italicized, which in writer terms means... That's loaded. So, so he's like being like, 
you're not the same thing as you were. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, watch this. Reaches into one of the jars, no snake. But he's like, you're scared. And she's like, well, what I'm scared of is how much of a piece of shit you are. Reaches into the second jar, pulls out a snake, but she has grabbed it. And it is not biting her. Memnon says something to the effect of, what magic is this? And she says, my magic? And this is a computer snake, right? Yeah, it's like it's snapping cool, at him, yeah. kind of like a weapon. This part's kind of cool. Yeah. And then the rock shows up. and it's Swinging it, in on like a, a silk curtain. Yeah. Right. Like Tarzan style. Yeah. He does swing in Tarzan style. Yeah. He does, kicks him. Yeah. He kicks him. And this is very WWE yeah, as well. It feels, like, feels that way. The yeah. way he enters is... And um, Michael Clark Duncan, meanwhile, Michael Clark Duncan, the camel thief, I, the ISIS, who gets totally sidelined, as we mentioned earlier, and that annoying kid are all... Street urchin. The street urchin are all in this, like, um, cart pretending to be... Uh, sexy ladies. Sexy ladies brought by that shit heel Arpid. Betrayer son. The guy who killed his own father, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the king of kings, um, who's been working with Minam, who's like not really a character, but he's in and out. They're like, he called for more hot ladies, so here we are. And the guard, who's I, who is like, oh, this one's extra sexy, Michael Clark Duncan, with a mm. with like a burka that was, on. Uh, I actually had the actor written down because he played E Honda. Oh shit, Peter Navy. To yeah. us, a Sopo in, e. Honda, the, Street in the Street Fighter movie, yeah. which is definitely a bar movie. Like, Street Fighter. Oh, this yeah, movie yeah, yeah. Is brilliant. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good stuff. I know you're a little bit younger than Faber and I, but that is a fucking. Yeah, I, no, I've seen the movie. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a bar movie. It's yeah, bonkers. For sure. It's bonkers. Actually, the capital B. It, it might be fun to just do a Mortal Kombat slash Street Fighter series. A mashup? Yeah, yeah like, I'm, just like I'm go down. through like some of the old. Mortal Kombat movies, some of the old Street Fighter movies. I'm totally down. So, like, that'd be a fun movie. I'm totally down. Yeah, that'd I'm be totally a fun down. series. So, to go stay through. tuned because we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. We just committed to it on yeah. air. And, uh, and maybe we'll rope David into one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm down to come back again. I love this kind of film. Because we're plying you with drink. That's well, that why. Was also nice. <laughs> yeah. By the way, during this whole sequence, it's introduced that Arpid, the horse thief, and Philo, yeah. the inventor guy, are yeah. like in. In the sewers or something. Yes, they're going to do gunpowder stuff. I'm air quoting. They're going to look for the foundation stone. The one stone. The one single stone. Yes. That can drop this whole city. Yeah, it's going to blow up the whole city. Which, by the way, spoiler, it does not drop the whole city. It just perfectly blows up in the right place. It it also blows up so much shit. (laughs) I have a note. So much shit blows up, but nothing falls down. I have a note that this is one of those explosions that kills everybody but the characters you came to the party with. Yeah. It kills everybody (laughs) but your friends. It's one of these explosions. It's a perfectly... Uh, angled explosion. Yeah, no, it just it it's makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, like you're like I'm gonna blow this shit up, and then nothing falls down. Like the no. city doesn't fall down. No, 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 no. But it's the statue just, does. The statue of yeah, Memnon falls down. It's the yeah. foundation stone of the statue of Memnon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which also shoots a blast of fire directly into directly Memnon. into the air. Yes. <laughs> So and where all the soldiers to would, say, would would stand. It's yeah. very Ocean's Eleven. We're doing like everybody has their job, everybody has their mission on how we're gonna like take down this palace. Michael Clark Duncan, MCD, and the horse thief, and all the 
ISIS's gals and the inventor, they all have their side missions. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's mission is to fight with slash distract Memnon long enough for um, the inventor and the horse thief to presumably plant all their explosives. And blow up the foundation stone. Blow up the foundation stone, which will drop the whole city. And Michael Clark Duncan is just there to, like, fuck dudes up, which he does. And he kills that shit heel son, which we mentioned earlier. He just rips him off his horse, stabs him with a spear. It's over. It's pretty quick. Um, He's basically out of the action after that. Yeah, he does this, like, one thing where he, like, grabs, like, when the explosion is happening, he grabs a solid gold statue and flings it out of the way and then dives into that nave. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. To to avoid the the explosion. No, he throws the gold statue to to the flames and he dives into the statue's Mm. nave. So he doesn't doesn't get blown up. Blown up by the statue. I thought for sure he was going to die in this movie. I did too. I thought when the guy was charging, when the shit-heel son was charging him with the horse, I was like, oh, this is where he makes, like, his epic last stand and dies. But no. No, he just immediately kills him, which I actually appreciate. <laughs> no, totally. I actually appreciate that Michael Clark didn't survive. I'm this a big fan life. of subverting yeah. expectations. Yeah, so no, I was, totally I was that. totally. I was like, damn, he's, he lived this whole he time. Does. He does. He survives the awesome. whole movie. He does. So they uh, have the epic fight. The Rock does end up kind of fulfilling the sorceress's vision, Cassandra's vision, yeah. that she saw. Uh, maybe this is. I can't remember if this is before or after that point, but there is a moment where where Memnon, again, gadgetry you mentioned, yes. breaks apart one sword, becomes yeah. two, swords, two swords, and then sticks them in some oh, yes. like, fire yeah, and they pit light thing, fire. and they just sustain, there's sustained flame yeah. on these blades. Like, I don't know like how that works. Whips at that yeah, point, and too. Yeah. it's just like fighting the rock with two swords that are continuously on burning yeah. on fire. Yeah. yeah. As though like you would get magic the fuel swords. on them. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's, <laughs> they're, it's they're a doubly magic, magic swords. Yeah. It's a bit of magic. One sword becomes two and then both swords become flaming. Yeah. Yeah, but it is like fight up that the side of the the, pa- the top of the palace up to this like ledge at the top. Yeah, that part is pretty fucking rad. And this is all still part of Cassandra's vision. Which shows um, The Rock fighting Memnon with flame swords, but kind of losing to him. And in her vision, she saw The Rock getting shot with an arrow. In reality, what happens is one of Memnon's stooges is about to shoot Cassandra with an arrow. Cassandra being the sorceress. And The Rock does this kind of like... Well, no, she runs. So he's about. She she's said, about to shoot the rock in front of. She's the arrow. about to jump in front of the arrow, and then the rock grabs her and flips around, so she it's, gets shot in the it's, back. It's it's like a yeah. basically like a, a one two one two. Yeah, like you think it's going to be him, then you think it's going to be her, then you think it's going to be him again, then you totally. think it's going to be her, then it's actually him. Yeah, and he gets hit with the arrow, and he's like, Rah! and and again, I'm like, when was the part where he was trained to withstand great pain because he got shot with an arrow and he's screaming, whatever? Well, it's he, about to happen. He fucking rips this. Arrow. He, he sees from the from the harem scene earlier, which we all thought was just like LOL hot babes. No, this is like integral to the plot. The harem ladies stole all his weapons, including his bow. Yeah. Which apparently was like Odysseus style. No one can fucking wield it but him. Um, he sees the bow laying on the table. He grabs the bow. He pulls the arrow out of his own back. Incredible scene. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. He knocks that arrow, cranks that shit back, cranks it back even further. Memnon... Is like, like yeah, bring fuck, it on, bring dude. it on. I fucking I'm block fuck arrows all yeah. day. This is what I do. 
And the rock says, catch this, looses that arrow, nails Memnon. He goes flying out into space. Yeah. At the time, the explosion happens. At the exact time that that the horse thief. Yes, 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 yes. Please, please. Only lights up. Him yeah. and it knocks over the, palace. The, uh, the the statue. Yeah, I like, have it in my the notes. The fire that it's one of those. shoots up. Yes, and so when <laughs> Memnon is flying out the building, the fire lights him on fire. Perfect. He's a fully engulfed yeah. engulfed corpse. Yes. Yes. he is yes. like absolutely like he'd been he's been <laughs> entirely fully. So yeah, all we're missing sure. is the scene where his like bones clatter down in the desert somewhere and they're just like smoking. Like that's all we're missing. Like he got flung through the fucking crucible. Yeah. But yeah. And and this is one of those explosions, like I mentioned earlier, that only kills the people you don't like and yep. the people yeah. that you do like manage, including ISIS and her soldiers who like there's a version of this script where they have much more agency. They don't have it in this version, but no they're all fine. The dis- the annoying little street urchin, he's fine. Um, Michael, we don't know Michael that. Clark. We actually don't know that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he, he is repeatedly shown in scenes, but yeah. to the reshoot comment you made earlier, we don't see him. Again. There's never a scene, at least as far as I recall, where he's clearly shown next to one of the major actors. It's After just that. like cuts to this guy, like this little kid, like yeah. oh, I'm here, I'm here. He's he for some reason in the cart with the hot ladies and Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, and then like and he has he, his, like, he helps assassinate yeah. all these guards, but he's always just it's a clip of him yeah. beating them over the head with exactly. something or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like pickup shots later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there is a version of this movie where he's just a little crispy husk like Memnon. <laughs> <laughs> where there's like any reality to this film, he would have been. I actually love that idea. Like The Rock is like rebuilding the city. And he's like, ooh, shit. And I like, saved everyone, like but plucks, I killed the child. He just plucks that blood diamond out from the pile of ash and puts it back in his satchel and just calls it good. <laughs> Yeah, so that's I mean, pretty much the fucking movie, though, well, right? There's yeah. two little points, though. One is that like Matthias and Cassandra are standing at the top of the you know at the top of the palace, looking yeah, over yeah. all of the which the, the means courtyard. the palace is not decimated. The palace I mean, is not decimated. Technically decimated, if we're using the phrase correctly, it is decimated. It's not destroyed. Right. Yes. One tenth of the soldiers are killed. Yeah, I knew you were a smart yeah. man, Mr. Uh, Faber. But like he's, he's standing there at the, the edge of the, like looking over that courtyard or whatever, Yeah, and there's all the soldiers marching in. Cassandra and, and Matthias, the rock, are standing at the top, and they're like, oh, by the law of the horde, you're the king! Yeah, and everybody's like, cool, sounds yeah. good. And then everything's fine. And then at the end, the very next scene is the next morning. They're yeah. standing outside and like the rock is all cleaned up. Wearing yeah, his, he's like, good. Flowing he's fine. Silk he no longer has a gaping arrow wound in his back. Yeah, he's fine. He he's is, totally fine. Like, the whole vision that Cassandra had of him getting shot in the back. Doesn't matter. Ma- doesn't matter at all. Which, he's just completely okay. It brings into question if all of her visions were bullshit, by the way. Yeah. It's just like, if you stand 100%. against Memnon, you will die. He stood against Memnon. He did not die. Though, to be fair, like, they, they also establish in that sequence where they talk about, like, the if you stand against Memnon, you will die. She does see exactly what happens, uh-huh. but, but she doesn't see the, it. She's interpreting it. Yeah. Like a real prophetess. This is a problem. But yeah. um, the next part of this, like, when when they're standing outside, I love they're, they're standing outside the... the, the 
Gamora, right? They're standing outside yeah, of Gamora, yeah. and Balthazar is leaving with all of his ladies, and and Matthias is like, "Hey, uh, you should stay around for a while." He's like, I, "I better leave," and he's like, "You'll you can come back whenever you want to." Then he leaves, and then Cassandra's. He's like, "Hey, Cassandra, like, you know, whatever. We're gonna make our society here." She says uh, she sees a vision yeah. of a long period of peace and prosperity, right. but with there being an end to that. Right. Which would be, what, the beginning of the Mummy movie? because Or the maybe one of the other Scorpion King films. Watch them. <laughs> but uh, then, then like, The Rock makes this, like, cocky, like... Yeah. His cocky face yeah, is like, yeah. oh, so you didn't lose your powers? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, I just pretended. Yeah. We just tell all these horny kings that if you try to which have sex smart. with us, we will lose our powers. Yeah. But in reality, we don't lose our powers, which means the whole scene with the snakes in the jars, she knew all along yeah. which jars had the snakes, and she was just... Pre- fucking around, yeah. Fu- fucking around. Yeah. Because she was like basically... We don't want to sleep with gross kings yeah. if we don't have Which to. Is a decent message. Yeah, totally. No, for sure. Good message. Even though the uh, the the idea that the only way to avoid sleeping with the fucked up awful person is to lie to them and pretend you're a virgin <laughs> Which forever. Maybe when there's weird power structures, is the unfortunate reality. Yeah, yeah. Right. It yeah. sadly is maybe. No, 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 no. Especially it's... what? How many thousands of years ago? Mm. <laughs> Which we don't know. Five thousand. Five thousand years ago. The world was a different place. Yeah. You know. All right. So things were different back then, people. All right. You might not like it, but this was the reality. Yeah. Or the surreality, because this movie is riddled with inaccuracies. It's not even worth wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even worth going into. But I mean, like, it's kind of what makes this movie, like, endearing yeah. is the yeah, fact that I it's, mean, like, an alternate I, reality. You know, I guess, so now we're at the end. We're we at the end. At so the we, end. we can we can give our, like, the scores. End. I will say that, uh, sorry, I just burped, like, on mm-hmm. the microphone there. That's um, good. That's good stuff. That's good radio. Uh, I good fully. I just, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. this film more than I thought that I was. I I, I, don't, I don't know if the rewatchability is high on my list, but I probably will. I mean, I probably will, will watch it again. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if I'm going to go in the course of this score, right? Yeah. Uh, pacing, I think it was really well paced. Super well paced. I, I was never bored no. in one second of this film. It was moving fast. I gave um, it. I gave it an A for pacing because yeah, it's like it's like scene, yeah. scene, scene, location, location, totally location, fast. character, it was character, fast. character. You it just was great. Clip, clip, yeah, clip it was ball. awesome. Um, I think it was pretty for the most part for me. Like I enjoyed, even though it was kind of goofy yeah. and weird. They were using real animals. You were it's using cheap, real snakes but it's and real. shit. There's no, but it was real. There's yeah. bad green scene, green screens at a couple yeah. points. But, but not that's like everything most, is not. But not most of the movie. Yeah. Some of the makeup is goofy. And yeah, the, yeah. But but by but the large, majority it's of like, the movie is yeah, actually it fits into with its imagery. It's, yeah. works. To borrow a phrase from an, from that podcast I've ripped off a few th- times, hmm. it's light hitting real objects. Uh-huh. Now, are they cheesy? 
Are they poorly made sets? Is it bad makeup? Are they not talented extras and cameos? Yes, for sure. Right. Yeah. But, but are they computer animated? No. no. But there's They're a lot of extras. There, there was a lot of extras. And this is the same thing we talked about with the RR. There were a lot of extras in there this movie. There was a lot of extras in this movie. There were a lot of extras in the movie, and I appreciate that. Instead of digitally creating extras, yeah, like there were human beings in the film. on these absurd sets, and they were, you know, in theory having fun, and like it was, it was enjoyable to and watch. This is two thousand two, well after they started using CGI to in, yeah. to do all kinds yeah. of stuff in films for sure, and with a film with a sixty million dollar budget, yeah. so it's not like they couldn't have done no, no for no. sure, yeah, but they use practical effects. For most of the film. And they I think built sets. They hired extras. They put in the work yeah. to create something on celluloid that looked engaging. Yeah. That and wasn't I think, a bunch of fucking zeros and ones. Totally. Computers and stuff. And I, and I think there's something interesting about this film and just, especially when you think about it, in the terms of it being a spinoff of the mummy. Right, which right. is crazy to think about yeah, in and right. of itself. Really it is tenuous connection. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, really like it is a spin-off of the mummy. And yet it is a fun film to watch. Like what if you'd seen this movie first, right? <laughs> and then you saw and then you saw The Mummy Returns. And then yeah. when Brendan Fraser is assassinating the Scorpion King, you're like, oh no, Matthias, my friend. Like, yeah. You had all this like investment yeah. in this character no, I mean, like, and he's just getting fucking killed. Might, like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy to think yeah. about. It's totally weird. Anyways, the point so, of the, it doesn't matter. This movie the point of it is, the bar. Yeah, it does. I, I will say that we have fun movie. It is entertaining. It is fun in the bar. I, I thought that I was going to watch a shitbag movie yeah, <laughs> the other night. Me too. And I watched it and I was like, I I watched it from start to finish. Yeah. I was not distracted. I did not feel like I needed to like leave to go to the bathroom. Like I was entertained the entire film. And like especially, you know, I don't know. There's something about like movies, especially made in the early aughts, yeah. late nineties. Some magic of that era. No, and there's something about like I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I have to like invest a lot in this movie. It's like I can turn on a movie, and it's a movie, and it's over. And yeah. I enjoyed it. This right. movie it has no subtext. Like, very, no, absolutely <laughs> zero. This movie has no subtext. <laughs> so, Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for one suggesting this totally random movie, and two yeah. joining us on our humble little podcast. Can we uh, put you on the spot and um, say you'll be back again sometime in the not too distant future, gracing the airwaves once more with your dulcet tones I would love that this is a great time uh, I love stupid movies that you can watch on you heard it the here. bar and I mean as evidenced by the film we just watched please yeah. I will be back well then you heard it here first folks we will be back again someday with Mayor Faber to talk about other stupid movies maybe not as stupid as this one but hopefully you never know this bar is set pretty high but Cameron and I will be back regardless next episode with another movie where we will discuss whether or not it passes the bar until then have a good one find us wherever you find us and we'll miss you until you do 
<laughs> I'll miss you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>